2: And we are live here on the Voices of Wrestling Flagship Podcast. I'm Rich Craig alongside, as always, the king of banter, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, it's is a classic Voices of Wrestling tonight. We got tons of shit going on. People are getting released. Ratings talk, WrestleMania weekend. Like, this is, this is old school stuff. It's pre-pandemic Voices of Wrestling today. I can't wait.
0: Lot to talk about. A lot of burials to, to dole out. A lot There's of
2: burials. Yeah, yeah. I lo- you know, honestly, I, I hate to have, you know, all these people now on the uh, in the breadline, you know, when they get released from World Wrestling Entertainment. But uh, these shows always do well. People love to hear us talk about guys not having jobs anymore. So... Uh, I, I, and, and, and hey, good day for that. A lot of big releases here. We are going to keep refreshing uh, our, our Twitter feeds as well to see if any more trickle in if more people answer their phones or, or turn their phones on. But we have a big list there. We'll get to that here in a sec. We got WrestleMania freaking Weekend that we're going to talk about. Everything but WrestleMania. Uh, if you want WrestleMania takes, you have to listen to our instant reaction shows. We did, what, three hours combined, four hours combined of WrestleMania thoughts. Uh, Over the weekend. So we did instant reactions immediately following both night one and night two or better known as WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. Uh, So you can go to uh, the voice wrestling Patreon for those. We're not going to recap WrestleMania. Uh, We will talk takeover. We will talk every other WrestleMania weekend show uh, that we watched and plenty of burials along the way uh, as well. The good, the bad, the ugly uh, of WrestleMania weekend. But uh, I I am not even going to try to start off topic. I'm not even going to talk about Carlos Rodon's almost perfect game, but actual no hitter yesterday, which we could talk about for for quite a while. But we need to get right into this wrestling because there is just a lot to get to here. Uh, NXT AEW ratings: the first post-war uh, uh, showdown between these two. NXT. We'll talk about their ratings in a little bit. The big number though: 1.2 million for AEW, the first unopposed week, uh, best number that they've had since their debut episode. Joe, yeah, I know you just talked about it in the Thursday tier reviews, but what do you make? Uh, this big uh, AEW number.
0: Well, more importantly, the .44 in the demo.
2: Right, yeah, yeah.
0: So, that's tied for the fourth highest ever, and they haven't done a number that high since October 21st, 2019. So, this is the highest demo number they've done this decade. Um, so, yeah, that's that's got to be what they're most pleased with. I think we all kind of figured, the conventional wisdom at least, was that NXT would gain... With some 18 to 49 viewers, since they're more apt to watch Dynamite head to head. And Dynamite would gain some over 50 viewers, which they did, because those viewers are more apt to watch NXT head to head. Dynamite was actually up, I think, 100% in over 50, and they won the over 50 demo, which they never do if you're still good, you know, if you wanna compare it directly to NXT the night before. So, very clearly, a lot of the usual NXT viewers on Wednesday nights sampled dynamite this week you know just based on the over 50 growth but it wasn't just over 50 the over 50 makes that total viewership look like a real pretty number on the sheet right because you're over that arbitrary 1 million number that everybody oh yeah yeah Yeah, right it just looks good on the sheet and a a good chunk of that is because they did so much better they doubled their over 50 viewership but they went from a point two. um of course, I had all my notes, and then I, I closed the page. what they do last week in a the demo? They did a point. Don't try to answer that. I have it right here. They did a point two six in the demo last week, uh, Dynamite. And they're up to a 0.44 this week. That I don't think anyone was expecting. I thought people expected the total viewership to go up to some degree and the demo to go up to some degree. But to do one of the best total demo numbers, I mean, we're talking first month rollout of the show level demo number here. Um. So just a... Incredible uh, success. There's, you know, there's no spin on this Dynamite number. I do think it'll drop to some degree next week. Because I think what you have here are some of the usual NXT viewers who sampled. Because it's Wednesday night and they're used to watching wrestling on Wednesdays. They watch their NXT the night before. Nothing going on. All right, I'll check out Dynamite. You're not going to keep all of them. So the question is, how many do you keep? you know there's going to be a certain portion of that of that new audience that you gained this week that decide that the show is not for them or that just came in to hate watch it and have no intentions of watching it moving forward or whatever the case may be um but the fact that they peaked this high the first unopposed week at the 0.44 means that even with some drop off they can settle in much higher than what they were doing previously right right and right. that's going to be the key moving forward
2: yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable because you asked me uh, it was either last week or the week before, you know, what my prediction was and, and, and I'll admit I was way off. I really thought NXT was going to maybe grow a, a little bit more as more AEW fans said, eh, you know what, fuck it, I got not, you know, they're not head to head anymore and I want to watch more wrestling so I'll watch on Tuesday but that the AEW number would only grow slightly because I just assumed that, your you know, your NXT hardcores or, or, you know, those over 50s were not really very interested in checking out AEW and and, and clearly I was wrong and, and uh, a popular theory today and I'm very curious about this because I, I I actually, don't know your thoughts uh, on this as well. I don't know if you address it on the Thursday tier reviews. Uh, you, you record that just before we got on the air here. But what do you make of this being the week? And again, is it possibly just a coincidence? Possibly just it happened to be this week? But what do you make of that this week after WrestleMania? They have a show where the star, one of the stars of AEW, Chris Jericho, comes on to the WWE Network and Peacock and basically advertises his show to all the WWE fans and says, Hey, you know, I'm doing this thing here and da da, da, da da. and him and Austin go into a long discussion about wrestling and all that sort of stuff. Where if I'm a like a, a, a semi-lapse fan or I'm watching and I didn't really love what I saw from WrestleMania, I have one of these guys that I remember from my childhood talking about how fun and how awesome this other company he's in. I don't know. Is that just a pure coincidence at this point? Or do we think that maybe there's something to be said that there were people that said, Oh, well, maybe I'll check out that AEW thing this weekend.
0: well, Look, I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't know. I think anyone could tell you how much direct effect that had. I think it'd be foolish to say the effect was zero. And I mean, I said at the time, I think you agreed with me, but I have no idea what Vince McMahon was thinking. I mean, this is one of the worst owned goals in his history. Why would you allow this? Why would you give AEW a free? two-hour commercial on Peacock and the WWE Network to expose their product to your audience. Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. And some of the spin that we saw was, well, this is just, Vince is a genius. He, this is him saying that they're no threat and he's not concerned with them. <laughs> well, even if that was his mindset, He's a fool.
2: Yeah, it's He's dumb. He's an absolute fool. <laughs> That's really dumb. Yeah, you should.
0: You, you know, you even if he doesn't. And look, in the grand scheme, they really aren't a threat. I mean, just look at the c- compare the television deals, compare the media rights deals between the two companies. Yeah, compare
2: the profit loss uh, margins on, on on both those companies. Yeah, they, they they are not competitors. They're competitors in this professional wrestling space, but in terms of uh, revenue generating content machines, uh, no, they're nowhere near.
0: But it's like, why even? Why give them that opportunity to expose (laughs) their product? It makes no sense. And you can't convince me. You cannot convince me that there weren't at least some segment of people. I don't know if it's a statistically insignificant number of people. I don't know if, if it was part of the reason why Dynamite blew up this week. You cannot convince me that there weren't people who had no idea AEW existed who watched that and then subsequently checked it out on Wednesday. And if one person was exposed to AW through that interview and then watched on Wednesday, that's a win for AW. Right. I I, st- I have no clue why Vince McMahon would would approve of that. It makes and if I'm Tony Khan. And Jericho pitches that to me. I say yes. Yes. Oh the God, yes. Do
2: it a thousand times over. Yeah. As long as you know he's not going to go on there and bury you and say, ah, "I hate working for that company. That company sucks." That's the minor leagues. I, may, I maybe that's what Vince thought was going to happen, or maybe he just doesn't give a shit anymore. I, I I'm really at a loss for for what happened here. And we had uh, Dustin Bailey in our chat room brings up a great comp here, very similar to the butts and seats moment of Tony Schiavone going, "Ah, mankind on that other channel is going to win their world title," and then immediately like a million people switch over and go, "Oh fuck, hell yeah, I'm going watch mankind win." The world title, it's just an all time like, what are you doing? Why would you advertise the other show? I mean, that's not to say that. And we're not you, people that listen to the show know that we are not people to think you can never ever address the other company and ever kind of talk about the other company. But when you do so, you probably want to say, you know, allude to the company or or bury the other company or whatever. But I don't know that you really want to say, hey, this is what's happening on another show. That sounds cool, doesn't it? Well, you're not going to switch over, you're going to stay with us anyway. Like, th- this. That's what this, this was, because Jericho's talking yeah. about how much he loves wrestling again and how interesting it is. And then him and, and Stone Cold are having this, like, very long discussion about wrestling psychology. And, and I'm looking at that as, like, dude, if I was, like, a fan that, that didn't know that AEW existed or had never checked it out and I just got done watching WrestleMania and I didn't love what I saw or I, I didn't really quite – it didn't really resonate with me whatever, like, you're saying there's got to be – one. There's at least one person that watched that and said, oh, fuck, I'm going to watch that thing on Wednesday. That sounds pretty cool, actually. And maybe he comes just, back. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Whatever. But like that one person said, oh, fuck, like I'm going to move over there. We know there's one. I mean, there had to be one, but it's just I, I, I'm I'm at an absolute loss of, of how that was ever approved or, or, or allowed to happen. So,
0: well, maybe Vince's mindset is Jericho's contract is up in a year and he would like to take him back. I'm sure he would like to take. Oh, them. yeah. Do, sure do do
2: Jericho a solid in that sense? Not necessarily caring what AEW does. Just, you know, yeah. Oh, he would take Jericho in, in a heartbeat.
0: Oh, he's going to make a play. And if Jericho would be a fool if he doesn't field all these offers, and he will. Jericho's oh, an oh, excellent yeah, yeah. business He's, he's, man he's, and, he's, you know
2: he's a worker for sure.
0: And, and you know, they're going to want to get him back. And, and nothing for nothing, you could still argue that Jericho is their top ratings draw. I mean, there's a lot. And I did talk about this behind the paywall a bit, but I'll talk about it here as well. There's a lot of people who are, you know, sick of Jericho because, you know, Clearly, he's not the wrestler he once was. Um, they don't like his political views, or whatever the case may be. And I've heard a lot of talk that Jericho's got to go. These people are out of their minds. Last week, and this was straight from inside the company, by the way. Forget the quarter hours. Last week, the top drawing segment on Dynamite was Chris Jericho's nine-minute promo. That drew more viewers than anything else on Dynamite. Chris Jericho's nine-minute promo. This week on Dynamite, we have the quarter hours. And I'm looking at them right now. The top drawing segment among uh, 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 males, eighteen to forty-nine, was the Chris Jericho versus FTR bald match, and it was only, uh, it was the second highest quarter hour, behind the main event at five hundred ninety-five thousand viewers in the demo, uh, five ninety-nine for the Darby Allen Matt Hardy main event, fourth the the eighth quarter hour. So Jericho is still arguably the top draw in this company. In fact. The Jericho quarter hour uh, where his match took place uh, drew the most total viewers of anything on the show. 1,350,000 viewers for quarter hour five, which was the Jericho quarter hour. So again, does this tell us that people saw Jericho on the Peacock and then checked out what he did this week? I don't know. I have no idea. What I know is every week, week after week, you put Jericho on TV and he's in the top performing segments. So he's still arguably the top star in the company. Uh, that has to change because you don't want your top star to be the 50-year-old guy. I understand that. And they're doing a good job building other people. But does Vince McMahon, is he privy to the fact that Chris Jericho is arguably their top television draw? Of course he is. So when that contract comes due, you're damn right they're going to make a play for him. As the, as well they should. Not only just not, – not even so much to have Jericho for yourself, but to take Jericho away from right them. To let,
2: not let AEW have him, yeah.
0: Right. Because and, and, you know, and Jericho talked in that interview about how he knew his future in WWE was going to be as a second match guy. That's how he termed it. They're not going to push me anymore. I'm going to be a second match guy. I'm going to help get other people over. And he felt he still had more to offer. So, you know, he made deals with New Japan. He he heard Tony Khan out. And I was a top guy. And he and, you know, he's loving life. So, um, you know, uh, Just a baffling decision, just total stupidity. I mean, and people spinning it as some kind of genius move. I mean, uh, it makes no sense. Since I brought up the quarter hours, we may as well go. Yeah, go go ahead.
2: Yeah, you have in front of you, right?
0: Yeah. So, the top, like I said, the top quarter hour in total viewers was quarter hour five, which was predominantly Jericho versus Bald. So uh, that did uh, 1,350,000 Uh, viewers, quarter hour five. It was not the top quarter hour in 18 to 49. Like I said, it came 5,000 viewers short of quarter hour eight, which obviously was the main event. Uh, The Darby versus Matt Hardy match, quarter hour eight, averaged 599,000 viewers. Uh, The Jericho FTR bald quarter hour five was 595,000 viewers. Uh, The third highest, of course, was the opening quarter hour, which is always going to be in your top three. And that was the Bucks match, the Buck's Cold Open interview, and then the Bucks match, which actually ran, I think, into the second quarter hour. It definitely did, actually. It finished right before you' thirty. But quarter hour one was five hundred and eighty seven thousand viewers in eighteen to forty nine. So um, yeah, those were your top three quarters. Uh, you know, it should be no surprise that it was you know Chris Jericho, Darby Allen, and the young Bucks that were the top three quarters. Um, just going through them quickly, and these are in the demo. Uh, quarter hour two uh, dropped to 558,000. Quarter hour three dropped to 534. That's the pattern every week. Every week, the pattern is the show starts big and then usually quarter hours two and three drop because you start to lose the, the viewers that you inherited from the lead-in. Um, but it's interesting in that quarter hour two actually had more total viewers than quarter hour one. So that tells you that, uh, that Bucks match did draw eyeballs, you know, in in, in totality. Um, quarter hour four, five hundred thirty eight thousand viewers, and then I talked about quarter hour five, and then uh, six and seven in the demo were about five hundred sixty thousand viewers. Until the main event spiked back up and did the highest quarter hour in the eighteen to forty nine at five hundred ninety nine thousand viewers. Now, look, the quarters don't tell you the whole story. I just gave you an anecdote from last week where uh, Chris Jericho's uh, promo. That quarter hour wasn't the highest quarter hour, but that nine-minute segment was the highest viewed nine minutes mm-hmm, on the show. Mm-hmm. So it's the minute by minutes that that really matter. And you know we'll probably never see those from this week. It's much harder to get those. Um. So, but the quarter hours are a good enough snapshot. Basically, the further down you drill, the clearer the picture you get. Right. The total rating tells you one thing. The quarters tell you another thing. And it's really the minute by minutes where you can determine. Who's tuning in, who's tuning out, what they're tuning in for. Because you could have a segment that kills, right? But then the rest of the quarter hour could be something no one cares about and it balances it out. But that segment that killed, you know, you just look at the quarters, that segment that killed and may have done the most viewers on the show gets obscured because it's in a quarter hour that in totality, ends up looking mediocre
2: right so, right right and, and it's all about trends over time as well you can sort of yes. notice that okay X wrestler in this quarter usually like it's very rarely because like week by week it, it, it gets pretty crazy sometimes I know a few weeks ago I forget what it was it was that uh some women's tag or something like that that was a part of the highest quarter so everybody was like ah it's no, the women's tag week. or whatever <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh. well that was it
0: was yeah. this is what it was that was last week it was the Tay Conti match yes oh that's right 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 the finish of the Tay Conti match fell into the highest quarter hour. And, but in reality, only 90 seconds of that match aired in that quarter hour. Right. So that wasn't responsible for popping. the. <laughs> now, big you don't know hour. that, though. <laughs> we, we do know that no, no, Nin- 99 99 percent of the match aired in the previous quarter hour. OK, 90 seconds of the match aired in the quarter hour that popped big. But what was responsible for that quarter hour popping big was the start of the fucking main event with, you know, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and everybody else. But what people saw from Dave's report in that listed as part of that quarter hour was the finish to Tay Conti versus I forget who she wrestled. I don't even remember. So they're like, oh, well, look at Tay Conti popping. No, it was 90 seconds of the match. So this is where you really got to look at the minute by minutes, you know. And um, you know, and, and then you know, that's when uh, you know someone from the company DM'd us and told us, yeah, it was actually the Jericho nine-minute promo, which is where the show peaked last week. The Tay Conti match did well. It was the the Tay Conti match in totality, not the quarter hour. Just the the Tay Conti match. The segment they break them down in the segments uh, in the room was the fifth highest drawing segment of the show. It, it you know it did well. Yeah, which is good. But, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. No, no, scoff at, but. Yeah, the top, yeah, not the top part of okay. the show. Yeah,
0: upper middle, you know. But people were acting like, "Oh, well, see, this is evidence. You got to push all these." Win-. No, the main event is what drew that quarter hour. That's what popped it. The start of the main event, which I think was number two behind the Jericho promo, was was the main event. So I'm not looking at it right now, but I think that's that's what the case. I went over it behind the paywall. If people want the details, five dollar tier. But what these last two weeks have shown, these are these have been a bad couple of weeks for the people who are trying to bump Jericho out of here because. He's still very clearly the top television draw in the company. The other interesting thing about this Dynamite rating this week, Rich, no Cody Rhodes at all, no Moxley at all, and no match by uh, from Kenny Omega. Right. Another feather in Jericho. That's big, cap. yeah. Jer-
2: yeah, that's big for Jericho.
0: Jericho, Darby, and the Bucks. You know, and um, yeah, you know, and that's what the quarters tell us. And and really big for Dynamite because they had you know Moxley. Who I guess you could argue, along with Jericho, might be the other guy you would argue as being the top draw in the company, right? I mean, it'd come down to one of those two. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, especially in that, that female demo, too, we always see Derby numbers do, yeah. do really, really well. And uh, our very own Brandon Thurston from uh, WrestleNomics. Uh, he has a, a really when he does his you know analysis, which are second to none uh, ratings analysis here. But, uh, you know, compared to the median of the last four weeks, so the kind of the average of the last four weeks, they were up a hundred percent uh, in the uh, female 18 to 49 up 57 percent in the overall 18 to 49 up 93 uh, percent in just anybody 18 to 34. Uh, it, it, it pretty nuts. Some of these numbers female 12 to 34 up 90 percent uh, over the last four weeks. So, yeah, just a, a complete. Just a ton of new people checking out this show. Uh, so the women
0: and- the women showed up, and that kind of shits on the argument that it was the challenge, right? I mean, even we floated that one.
2: Right, right, right. Police. And the challenge did well. I I think I so now again there's I know there's a lot of challenge experts in our chat room so maybe they could chime in. I think it was in a weird episode of the challenge. I don't think it was a normal episode of the challenge. It, it when it showed up in the in the ratings sheet it said something else and it got cut off and I forgot to look up what it was, but it was the challenge something something. And I I don't know if it was an actual episode or like a recap episode or something. So I don't know. That could be the result or I just maybe I'm wrong and, and, and it was just a normal challenge episode, but Well,
0: either way we're going to find out in 2 weeks cuz next week is I think is the end. Okay, so, so if this was some kind of weird recap week, and and Dynamite benefited from that, they're obviously going to want to show up for the finale. And then after that, we'll find out for sure that it, it, actually it'll become. Hopefully, this was some kind of weird recap week because then it'll become more clear. Because if all of these female demos, these young female demos, drop next week, and then go back up the week after when challenge is gone, then we know that the challenge had an effect these last few weeks. But You know, my analysis behind the paywall, the way I'm looking at it now is, you know, um, I kind of just think it was the idea that it was... I'm kind of on board now with the theory that it was just Mania season. I mean, because NXT spiked in the lead up to TakeOver, the week of TakeOver, and now... I guess we should talk about NXT a little. Yeah, I,
2: I do want to preface real quick. Uh, Matthew Allen in the chat says, part one of the finale uh, of the challenge. So that's a, that's a pretty big get then. Okay, that's a so, big show. That's yeah, a big yeah. Show. So it, was, it said the challenge double agents. I'm looking at it now, and I didn't know what that was, but that's apparently the finale. So
0: uh. Yeah, I'm not really bo- – you know what? I'm hand-waving the challenge theory because it was sketchy to begin with, and there's no reason that they, that they would abandon part one of the finale. To go watch wrestling all of a sudden. Right. So, that,
2: yeah. 100% over the, the median of the last four weeks in female 18 to 49. So, yeah, they, they clearly just stopped caring about the challenge right as the finale started, or that, that's irrelevant to us. So, no, nah,
0: that's NXT's fe- young female viewers yeah, who didn't right, have right. wrestling to watch that night. That's all that was. That's what that was. And that was NXT's young female viewers and whatever Dynamite has lost over the last few weeks. For whatever reason, they came back this week. Um, you know, and I think there's something to the revolution malaise with, you know, revolution kind of being a dud uh with the way it finished and everything i think there's something to that but i don't think it's uh, uh overly significant but I really think the idea that NXT just happened to get hot around WrestleMania, has right? Some right. Legs. It, it was
2: WrestleMania I mean, season, and 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 that we used to follow those patterns on Raw all the time, and and that kind of held true this year. But in, in in prior years, it was always like, boom, here we go. Like it w- it would start in January, basically. But yeah, you would get this kind of WrestleMania thing where everybody just kind of says, ah, hell, I'll watch it for WrestleMania. We're building up, we're building up to take over, we're building up to WrestleMania, we're doing all that sort of stuff. So you can kind of sit down and say, hey, this month I'm going to really focus on watching NXT in the build to take over, in the build to WrestleMania, in the build to all this sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's how rating patterns always used to go. The fallout the fallout wasn't usually like the next night or whatever. And and to be fair, you know, NXT did pretty well. They finished uh, eight hundred five thousand viewers total. uh 0.22 in the eighteen to forty nine demo though, so that is the highest overall viewership since Halloween Havoc. That was last October when they did the Halloween Havoc special. Uh, and then the uh, demo number uh, equaled what they had last week for Takeover Stand and Deliver. Uh, night one so adults eighteen to forty nine even females eighteen to forty nine even males eighteen to forty nine plus eight percent, so they went up eight percent there uh females twelve to thirty four plus fourteen percent males twelve to thirty four even uh, and pretty much every other number pretty close to either even or just slightly above uh, what they were the week prior. so what do you make of those numbers for nxt
0: there's opinions all over the place. I'm of the opinion that it's uh an okay number leaning negative, honestly. Well, when and you I compare
2: count- those, I mean, like, l- look at that. I mean, we're comparing, we're saying up 8%, 14%, up 4% on dynamite. We're talking plus 100%, plus 90%, plus plus. 30- I mean, we're talking complete dramatic shifts. in who's watching NXT was other than females, you know, 12 to 34, who they were at 14%. Eh, nobody else really changed adults, well, 18 to 49. Exactly. Even with what it was yeah, at takeover,
0: even, even, no, now the argument is okay, but it's a takeover, but, my counter argument to that was, okay, we'll go two weeks back. They did a 0.21. Right. I mean, they've done this – you know. so they changed nights where in theory – and not really in theory. Now we have in practice based on the Dynamite number. You should be gaining a shit ton of viewers. They gained nothing in the demo over the last two weeks. Even if you want to throw the, the takeover out, the week before was a 0.21. So to me – and, 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 and you look back at last September when they aired on Tuesday on the post two weeks in a row. They did a 0.26 and a 0.22. They're right in the same range. And in fact, their, to- their overall viewership was lower than both of those weeks. They did 849 and 838. This week, they did 805. So they did less total viewers than they did the last time they were unopposed. And, uh, you know, less than the last, you know, September 2nd, they did a 0.26. This week, they did a 0.22. That's why I, I'm not, I don't think this is such a great number because – like the dynamite number, I think this one's going to go down because this was also the week after TakeOver, where in theory you're going to have a few more viewers
2: right? Right. that want right. to
0: see the TakeOver fall out and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I think this number's going to drop. And I don't think it's going to drop to those levels when they were getting smashed by dynamite and they were doing 0.14s. And, you know, that's not going to happen. But I could see them dropping to like 0.18, 0.19, right around 0.2. And I think that's where the subtle point is going to be. And the total viewership, you know, maybe 700 in the 700s, 800s in a good week like this week. You know, so their gain has been minimal. See, I think we kind of figured this is the neighborhood I thought they'd be in. What surprised us was the dynamite number being so – when I saw the dynamite number, I couldn't believe my eyes. The first tweet I saw with the dynamite numbers, I thought some, the person was fucking around. That, that's how I, I just totally exceeded my expectations. I, I expected Dynamite to maybe have slight gains the way that NXT did. And I think when both of them settle down to the level they're going to settle at, NXT is not going to be significantly above the level they were at. And I think with AEW's start point being at .44 and well over a million, they have a chance to settle well above where they were when the shows were head to head. Absolutely. So that's why that's why I think the NXT number. That's why I kind of lean Lean a little negative on, on. I was. I think it's a slightly disappointing number. Yeah, it's
2: fine. Like it's okay. It's whatever. But yeah, if, if you know, the goal initially with NXT uh, and, uh, going up against AEW was to try to hurt AEW, and 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 we could see now definitely at least in one week, that they achieved that goal. They they hurt the you know the overall viewership of of AEW. It didn't really matter anymore because AEW got re-upped anyway, and the demo numbers were fine. They destroyed. You know they they beat NXT all every week after week after week after week. But like we saw, that was the goal of what NXT was supposed to be. So now NXT moves to two. Tuesday as sort of a okay whatever we don't you know let's open this up for for USA to to air the you know hockey and NASCAR and all that stuff that, that they're going to need to air and whatnot but still it 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 has to be a shocking number that they go to Tuesday now basically say all right fine we're not going to go head to head anymore and get no real growth I mean to me that. I'm with you. I, I don't see how that's not a disaster in the room of just saying, oh fuck, like the, the, what is this? I mean, yeah, it's it's great. You got money. You're 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 showing your you're, you're doing your show. You're doing all that sort of stuff. But like, yeah, ultimately, like you you really expect that first number, that first one especially, and we see it with AEW this week. You want that first number to be big, especially with Takeover, especially after WrestleMania, especially as a lead in and all that sort of stuff. And it's just a very normal, okay, perfectly fine number for NXT, and and that has to have people worried. Uh, uh, there unless they're just fine with this and this is what NXT is going to be but you know something we've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks if you don't think today a memo came out and said alright what are we putting on Wednesdays on Peacock oh, or what are we putting on Wednesdays on Sci-Fi?" Gabe Sapolsky's yeah. phone he's probably got an emergency meeting tonight with I mean that they are doing something on Wednesdays there is no chance in hell that they're letting an, uh, AEW have Wednesday all to themselves something is coming up this week some email has been sent out some emergency meeting is happening right now no dot in my mind zero dot in my mind
0: yeah, they already filmed that Evolve pilot, that NXT Evolve or whatever. It has NXT branding and Evolve yeah, branding. Yeah,
2: N- NXT Evolve, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, because remember, WWE bought the Evolve trademarks and everything from WWN. They acquired all of that at the time. Um, so they have been preparing for this. So I'm sure they'd like to get it on TV through one of you know NBC's other NBC Universal's other channels. Obviously, they can't use USA. Um And if they can't do that, they will undoubtedly, at least at minimum, put something on the network. I mean, they have to. They, they, there's no way. This is how they play. And and, and seeing this number, they're good. You know, and, and and yes, it'll be minimal. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, well, okay, if you get NXT Evolve on, you know, sci-fi or one of these second tier cable channels, that's not going to have much effect. They don't care. As Just long as it any has effect, some
2: effect. Any effect. Yeah, that, that yes. is if you study, if there's anything you need to know about the history of WWE and how they compete with other wrestling companies, they really honestly don't care as long as they can affect you in some way Negatively, that that is all they've ever cared about in their competition. They will lose money. They will have no viewers. They will have they don't as long as in some way it negatively affects you, they are down. And and even if even if ten thousand people watch NXT Evolve on, on on Wednesdays, and and if they can at least buy some headlines and have NXT Evolve, you know, uh, headlines at the same time as AEW, that's all that they care about. It's just about NXT UK exists in its own little fucking universe that nobody gives two shits about because they wanted to make a dent in 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 the European. Uh, business. That's all it was there for, and they never cared if it was successful or not, and it never was successful, and it was never going to be successful, but they don't care, because they made you unsuccessful. <laughs> so that is always He's it, it was just a the bullet goal. At, yeah. I, at
0: ITV. That's all. Right. World of sport.
2: Exactly. So, yeah, hiring Jim Ross, think, doing all that sort of... Yeah. I mean, it's always just little little stuff here and there and it's worked obviously over the last you know 30 40 years it's worked tremendously they they bought out other competition nobody exists anymore except for them you know over the last uh few decades but uh yeah that is what they do so if you you know they don't give a shit if 50,000 people watched on peacock because that's 50,000 people that are not going to watch AEW and that's all that matters to them
0: yeah you know the goal was they they didn't really really care at the end of the day whether NXT no no they just wanted to prevent AEW from getting numbers like this That's all. They didn't want AEW creeping up on Raw. That's that was the goal of NXT. And if NXT happened to win, great. I mean, they didn't. They got destroyed. You know, but but the goal was to just keep as many people. And and they will do that again, even if it's something uh, that that seems insignificant. If they can get some other dopey developmental to the developmental show on Sci-Fi or something, of course they'll do it. And by the way, they'll probably get some rights fees for it too. That's ah, another twenty million on the bottom line. Why the hell not? You know, if if NBC is going to pay them another X amount, you know whatever the amount is for some programming on on Wednesday nights, that's going to blow away whatever that channel's doing now. Uh, you know, they'll take the money and take a couple viewers here or there from Dynamite. You know, so I fully expect that to happen.
2: Oh, for sure. And if it yeah. is- and and well, and and you know, with that being said, not not to interrupt with you, but I mean. There's any number of places they can go. They can go to sci-fi or, I mean, it might be, I mean, NBC might literally, if they say, hey, we have a new show, do you want us to put it on Peacock? And 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 uh, given how NBC is so nuts about getting stuff on Peacock, especially trying to get live stuff on there, it's not unrealistic that NBC pays them to have this thing stream on Peacock as well. People forget it's that. Possible. This is not the WWE Network anymore. This is not their own little baby. NBC really, really wants Peacock to work, and they really, really want live stuff on Peacock. It's not unrealistic that that they can float that and say, hey, we we want to produce a new show or whatever. What channel do you want it on or what thing do you want it on? And it might be on Peacock, but that's not necessarily be doing it for free. I mean, we, we I think we might have to realize we're not in that we're not in that universe anymore. I mean, they might do it for free. They might do it as a solid, but. There's it's not unrealistic that NBC pays them to have stuff in on Peacock as well. So if it ends up on Peacock, don't just assume that that's WWE saying, ah, well, we have nowhere else to put it. We'll put it on Peacock. Like, don't assume that. I mean, there's a lot of money going to, into this Peacock thing. And, 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 uh, yeah, but, uh, you no, know, you got, you got Bravo. I mean, then it's not going on Bravo, it's not going on anything, but it, you know, sci fi is, is a potential, uh, a, a spot there. I know a lot of stuff, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, but you're right. They're going to they get, they get
0: something. It takes a lot of balls to walk in that room and say, "Hey, pay us for more content uh, for the Peacock," even though you're already paying us a billion. But, but you're right. I mean,
2: yeah, I'm not running the boardroom at fucking NBC Universal, but uh, yeah, money's flowing there. So,
0: (laughs) but at (laughs) minimum, if they can't if they can't get a check for it, they'll just throw it on the network, which is then all encompassed by the Peacock. They're going to put something on Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something is going on Wednesday night. I I mean, look, I think this whole evolve pilot or whatever you oh, it was want all to prepared
2: for this it was that moment the second exactly. we saw i mean exactly. and, and and smart listeners people that listen to our show know that the second we saw that go back to the episode we did three months ago about nxt evolve we said this is the replacement when they decide that nxt is going to move to tuesdays because nbc is going to say hey we need wednesdays for hockey and nascar and all that sort of stuff so hit the fucking bricks go to tuesday and then and wd and was already ready with nxt evolve ready to replace it on wednesdays on whatever channel, whatever property it was going to be on. So yeah, smart listeners already saw this coming a mile away, but here it is.
0: I mean, if you thought the NXT number was a good number, you, you can't think that today, right? I mean, how can you think that today after seeing what Dynamite did? You know, uh, the 805 and the .22, I mean, it's just like that shatters the theory that that, that, that did well because it, it shows you how much of the potential Wednesday Night Universe they didn't capture and bring with them to Tuesday. So, um, you know, that's another argument in favor of the number not being so hot that they did on Tuesday night. But we'll see. I mean, this week one on a put. I expect both shows to drop next week and maybe NXT won't. And this is where they live now. And maybe Dynamite will, you know, um, would it stun me if Dynamite did like a point three six next week? I mean, I don't know if it would stun me. But I think they'd take it because if that's their subtle point, that's not a bad place to build from. But obviously, you're putting up a 0.44 this week with it. You know, you want it now, you want to be 0.4. This is where you want to be unopposed. This is your chance to capture the entire audience. That's where you want to be now because you proved you can do it. So I just don't expect it to stay there. But in fairness, the shows have been really fucking good. And. That's the other piece of this. I think that has something to do with it. It takes a while. When you do a bunch of new storylines and uh, you do these uh, crazy segments every week and you're forming these new you know, top-level um, stables and whatnot, it takes time for storylines and feuds and grudges to get over. And I really cautioned this behind the paywall the last few weeks, especially last week, but you really have to be careful about hyper-focusing on these super short-term ratings trends, which is really what it was for the last three or four weeks. It's a super short-term rating trend in the middle of WrestleMania season and all this other bullshit. You you have to be very careful to rip up your plans and start over because things aren't working immediately. That's so dangerous. That's why, to me, it was always stay the course. These shows are well-received. They're well-reviewed. People seem to like them. The directions are hot. Things feel hot. In time, that can catch on. It appears this week that that's the case. You know, if you give it some time and then it doesn't catch up, well, then, yeah, your ideas stunk because nobody liked them. But we didn't – it wasn't enough time. How, how can you know this quickly whether the pinnacle is working or not? You can't. How can you know whether this switch to doing heat on all of the shows and wild brawls and the crazy ECW-style segment? that closed the show last night. How do you know? You, you can't determine in two or three weeks whether that stuff's working yet or not. You got to give it a chance to breathe. You got to let people, give people a chance to get into this QT Marshall stable that turned on Cody. And, and maybe they won't. Get into ever get into Anthony a go-go. but you can't make that judgment in one week.
2: No, no, and it, it it's ludicrous to do that too. And 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 all we and have to do so is rich. look at this
0: is what people were doing. I
2: know, and and all you have to do is go back and and I hate to always go back to the Monday Night Wars. I hate to always go back to the same thing. But all you have to do is look look and I and I fired him up right here. Scott Hall debuts on on WW Nitro on May twenty seventh. They win that night, 2.8 to 2.3. They'd won the night prior. They'd, you know, and, and that's during the period when they were going back and forth and back and forth and yeah. back and forth. So I think at 2.8, the, the week he debuts. Uh, the next week, they're at a three. I think that's when Kevin Nash debuts or he debuted in a few weeks. They lose two weeks after that. It's not until no, basically September... And and that's post-NWO, you know what I mean? Like, that's after the Hogan heel turn. It's not until September and October that they really just start kicking ass and never look back. Like, just never, ever look back. It took time. It wasn't like immediately someone said, oh, hey, Sky Hall debuted on WCW, and then everybody started watching Nitro every single week. And it it, it wasn't – it's not overnight. So, yeah, it is so weird that people just assume that, well, geez, I don't know, it's not working after one week. Like, imagine.
0: Yeah, so so the ratings are bad for, like – the ratings were bad for two or three weeks there. And all of a sudden people are just, well, it has, there has to be a reason. So it must be all the factions or it must be because there's too many people on the screen or it must be because they do blood every week. It's like, no,
2: let's let's, let's see. Yeah. Let's give it some time. Yeah. These things
0: could be working. You don't know. Right,
2: right, right. And if if three months time, and if in three months time we can look at this large graph and it's always, it just goes down and down and down and down and we can look at a point where, Hey, geez, wow. After three months, this one point it never got back up. It never reached. Then okay, I think we can obviously say, but yeah, one week, uh, reel it in, guys. It's just, it's nuts. But I, that I want to say it's I mean, a byproduct of like Twitter is, and 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 stuff. But it, I I don't even know if it is. I don't it, know is it
0: is Twitter to some extent, but you know there were at look, Dave Meltzer was on that that train. Right. Oh, it, oh. on the screen. <laughs> what, did <you> hear? <laughs> I don't. I,
2: I don't want to be. I never. We're never the. Uh, hey, Dave Meltzer said something stupid. Let's talk about a podcast. But uh, <laughs> did you hear? I think it was last week where he's like well yeah uh women really don't like the blood and women don't really like this and 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 Brian was like well how, I mean how do you know that that's why the women aren't watching yeah. and Dave goes well I called one of my ex-girlfriends and she said that's why she doesn't watch
1: and yeah, Brian exactly. was like well, what it. and it's
2: like <laughs> excuse me like that I don't think that's enough to determine that that's the reason why we, because one woman you know doesn't like the blood I don't I don't know if that's quite enough that we can really go on that women don't like the blood. That that that. Yeah, might... you
0: know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the minute by minute graph that Chris Harrington posted that showed that female viewership grew during the thunder <laughs> right versus
2: the, Dave's ex girlfriend. Which, March. by the way, that's that's a big. You know, uh, we should start doing that. We should start starting uh, at texting ex girlfriends and <laughs> asking them their thoughts on uh, on dynamite and and, and why they watch and why they don't watch. I I don't yeah. think that's gonna go well for me. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't I don't think it's gonna. I uh, listen much but, of an answer from.
0: Look, the one, the, I, I've disagreed with Meltzer's analysis a lot over the last month or so. The one thing I do... with yeah, bury him,
2: is, Joe. Like, bury his ass. Mabel the third man, you idiot.
0: I was just going to agree with something.
2: Dirt said, sheet. But, oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Unfortunately, I can't commit to this bit. I want to make uh, more money
2: doing the, uh, the, the the let's bury Dave Meltzer route. That's, that's easy. That's easy money, man.
0: Real easy money. I mean, we could grow a lot faster. But, uh, <laughs> if we just um, said
2: this dirt sheet idiot, he doesn't know anything.
0: Although, you know, that's not even true. Well, I don't want to get into our Vince Russo. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, dear
2: God, please don't, because someone's going to clip it and one of these the Russo uh, yeah. idiots are going to be in our mentions and I don't really want that to happen. So,
0: But the one, the one area of Dave's analysis over the last month that I do agree with is what you have to be careful of is doing too much of any one thing. Okay. If every segment of the show is a mega heat segment, yeah, then people are going to go numb to it. Sure. Or the ones that you really need to draw aren't going to register with people. In my opinion, though, and I review Dynamite every week in excruciating detail. $5 tier. Uh, Patreon.com slash Voice Thursday TV Reviews. MLW Fusion. Ratings Talk. Dynamite. Uh, and I review this show every week. In my opinion, they haven't crossed that line. There may have been one week where they teetered on the brink of doing too much of this stuff. Otherwise... I think the show has been exciting. I think it's been action-packed. And Rich, what is this idea all of a sudden that we don't want things to happen on our wrestling shows? I hate
2: it. Yeah, I hate it. Well, we had what is wrong with these people? Well, we're going to talk about with the releases too. But we had (laughs) a. You know, we had a lot of people today where people were like, hey, Samoa Joe would be awesome if he wrestled this guy. People were like, hey, somebody lost their job today. So, you know, maybe don't start. Including Ricky Shane Page. I'll bury his ass later. Yeah, but, but he
0: already lost the job. We're <laughs> right, not who saying, cares?
2: Right?
0: It'd be different if people were saying, I hope Samoa Joe gets fired because I want to see him wrestle whoever the fuck
2: right whether that's i want him to be in a g1 or not is irrelevant the man lost his job regardless today so who cares
0: at that point like, right so now because he's available there's i don't even how is that like classless or, I don't know. or, or yeah. uncouth you know it'd be one thing if we're out there going god i hope they fire daniel bryan and and fucking stop paying that man but that's not what <laughs> i anyone's do doing. i
2: hope they fired <laughs> buddy murphy too if we're all at it Our fellow countryman (laughs) Murphy, but yeah, no, exactly. But but that's not what
0: anyone's doing. But people are such
2: dorks. I don't understand. Yeah, we don't like action. We don't like blood. We don't like factions. We don't like angles. We don't like heat. uh, We don't like to be worked. We don't like dream matches. I don't know what wrestling fans like these days anymore.
0: Rich, you you typically aren't on Twitter during Dynamite. I don't know what you're doing. You're probably hanging out with your wife or something. But I don't know if you noticed, but during any given Dynamite, there are real, actual tweets. From wrestling fans watching the show, that say things like, "Ah, oh, another beatdown! <laughs> oh, I can't, I, I can't! They did another angle! I can't believe they did another! What are you doing? Like, like, what, what are we? What are you saying? Like, do you, do you really want? Like, listen, if you want a show where there's no more than ten people on the screen during the two hours." And one person comes out with a microphone and talks very slowly into the mic for 18 minutes. And then a second person comes out on the stage with the microphone and talks back for another seven minutes. And they set up their match for hour two. There's a couple different places you can go to get that.
2: I was going to say, I'll the National the Wrestling Alliance will take your money for sure if you're into boring shows where nothing happens.
0: So. Hey, Monday Night Raw is right up your alley.
2: Monday if Night Raw is free you if you want to give uh, NWA $10 every week. They have a show that nothing happens ever. Uh, that's a good, it's a good option.
0: Look, I agree with the idea that you can't overload. Of course. I just disagree that that's what they've done. I think the shows feel overloaded versus all of this other shit where nothing ever happens. You know what I mean? It's like – but that doesn't necessarily mean that just compared to Raw and SmackDown where nothing ever happens or NWA where nothing ever happens, that means that the shows are overdoing it and deluging their viewers with shit where it's too much to comprehend right. i don't buy and, it i
2: never bought it and i do not well buy it. And, and especially like you know people will bring up the comps of like oh this reminds me of like russo and attitude Era. like honestly go back and watch that shit no, no it doesn't idea. it no. doesn't it couldn't be any further from what that stuff is those were two minute matches that would end with 10 guys running in another segment another side boom 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 i mean they're they're manic those shows
0: this that, is so far removed from 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 fucking the Attitude Era. It's I nothing know. Like well,
2: the Era. well, eighteen minute matches are happening, <laughs> amazing eighteen minute matches are happening. Exactly. Yeah, it, it couldn't be any any further from from the Attitude Era. So it's yeah.
0: complete opposite. If anything, the matches on Dynamite are too long. Too
2: long. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree that they're way too long.
0: You know, what? that's the argument. So I have no idea what these people. It, it's just. Look, they just. I don't
2: just, know why they watch wrestling.
0: You know what it is. Dynamite sports. is just. It's just so different than with W. We we. It always comes back to this point. And people are probably bored of hearing it. But it's just that Dynamite is so different than Raw and SmackDown in some of these ways that people, they can't, after two decades of WWE-style presentation... Some people just cannot wrap they, their heads and, around. They just, yeah, they
2: that's don't know different. any better. They just don't know any better. And and it's different,
0: yeah. so it must be bad. It's right. different. It has to be wrong. It's different. It's going to lose viewers. It's different. They just cannot wrap their heads. You, you around. can't
2: deviate from the great formula that WWE has produced. That has lost <laughs> ungodly amounts of viewers over the last ten years. You got to do that formula because that's how professional wrestling is done. Even though for decades and decades and decades it was not done that way at all, and only one company does it that way. But yeah, there we go. So.
0: And they haven't adjusted. I mean, at one time this was uh, a. Good, good way to do TV and they were thriving and everything else but it, they just it's the same show they've been doing for 15 years and, and that's part of the big issue with them but listen did you hear change gears a little bit uh, did you listen to the Nick Khan interview on the Colin Coward podcast so
2: I haven't yet I, ha- I haven't reserved I was going to listen to today and then something came up but uh, no but, but, but go on so I, I have not listened to it yet
0: this isn't the Colin Coward radio show he also has a podcast so if anyone wants to find it you have to search for the Colin Coward podcast. This is on the Colin Coward podcast network that has the Renee Paquette show. What's her show called? Uh, oral, uh, sessions, oral Sessions. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which he noted, by the way, is their number one show on their podcast network is Oral Sessions. Uh, not the, poly- the number one show on the Colin Coward uh, podcast network is not the Colin Coward. Podcast, I was going to so say, Renee that's not, is that oral.
2: good? That's probably not that good, is it? So
0: He was touting it as good. Him hey. and the con were going on and on about it. Well, good for him. Um, hey, give us
2: a call, by the way, Colin, for listening. Give us a call. We're we're up for sale, for sure. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, but a, anyway... Emails
2: uh, emails on the website. Contact at uh, com. So. He had
0: Nick Khan on, and uh, first of all, his new name is Big Dick Nick. Okay, You can tell within 30 seconds of this interview <laughs> that this is a badass motherfucker who you do not want to negotiate with, number one, and number two, gets what he wants. He's just an alpha. Like, have you ever met anybody... I don't know, like in... I've met various people in my lines of work that were ten steps above my chain of command, and sometimes they walk in the room and you're like, "This doofus tells me what to do. This guy, like he doesn't have a clue. like i have to I have to pretend that this guy's smarter than me, but sometimes somebody will walk in the room and you'll be like, oh, i'm I'm intimidated. Yeah, this right, guy right, knows right. his shit. This guy, I cannot bullshit him the way I bullshit my other bosses. He knows his shit. He has a commanding presence. He's going to call me on my bullshit. And I have a lump in my throat right now. Sometimes you meet a person like that, you know, in, in whatever line of work you're in. That's Nikon. This motherfucker, he's big dick Nick. You can see how he walks in a room when you listen to this interview and just get shit done. <laughs> so
2: you're going to give me a billion door. dollars for this steaming pile of shit and you're going to like it. And they say, yes, sir, <laughs> here's a billion dollars. Can we please have that bag of steaming pile of shit? Thank you.
0: It's just the confidence he speaks with and the knowledge that he has he makes some great predictions for the next five years. He anticipates that your Amazons and your, and your Googles and your are going to buy the networks at, at, within the next half decade or so because he just doesn't see the networks able to compete with these far you know bigger this is what we've talked about, you know when, when the streaming wars are in their second tier, second stage right now, right? That's kind of the same thing he was talking about with, with Coward, where eventually they're going to eat each other, you know and he thinks those are going to be the winners. and he does get in and, and talk about wrestling. But, but what I want to circle this back to is, you know, Colin Coward kept saying, in wrestling, how do you know when a, a good guy needs to become a bad guy? Or in wrestling, who do you view as, as the next frontier in terms of a region of the world? And Khan had to correct him and say, Colin, we don't even use that term. It's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment. And we aren't a wrestling company. He flat out said this. He said, we aren't a wrestling company. We're a content company. And that's what we've been screaming about for how long. And that's coming from the guy that works directly below Vince McMahon. This just a content company. So they're going to keep sending people out there with that microphone to cut 18-minute promos because it does not fucking matter. Okay? Because then they're just going to cut those promos up and use them for their pay per view packages. That that's all it is.
2: Yeah. Oh, and and that's what they're for. Yeah. I I, I know. Way from uh, post wrestling has, has been on that for for years. Is that the promos yeah. are essentially just B roll for for video packages. And when you listen to them and you understand them with that idea, they don't mean anything. They're just you know they're they're just and that's why every single time they Roman Reigns this Sunday at yeah. WrestleMania, I'm going to prove to you that I you know it's just all in the same cadence, the same everything. Yeah. It it's it's a content factory.
0: Yeah. And he, he flat out said, he goes, Hey, look, we weren't, a te- we're not a tech company. It made no sense for us to have a streaming service. So the first thing that I was tasked to do was to sell it to some to, to a tech company who could handle it. Now we, wa- now we wash our hands of it, it was basically the, what he was, you know, the, that weren't his exact words. But again, the same things that we've been saying. Like, he's like, What the hell were we doing trying to run a streaming service? We're, that's not what we do. Right. We produce content. We produce
2: the content and then sell it for, for lots of money. To other people.
0: Right. And he goes, I walk in a room, and I know what I think it's worth, and until they offer it, I'm not, you know... I'm, I'm
2: it. <laughs> I love. I kind of like this guy. <laughs> I'm telling
0: you, when you listen to this, you're going you're gonna to have such an appreciation for this motherfucker. And Coward sets it up so well, because he used to be Colin Coward's agent, Nick Khan. So he knows him. So when the podcast starts, Coward, you know, he sets it up first and introduces who... He explains to people who he is. He goes... Nick Khan is the kind of guy who you would see hanging around with Tony Soprano on the Sopranos. He looks like <laughs> <Uh-oh. that.
2: laughs> now he's he your guy. Like yeah,
0: that. Right. He walks like that. He come and, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, whatever. This is co- Colin Coward likes to blow V8. Now, But then the podcast starts and the interview begins. And you're, you're just, you're infatuated by this man's confidence. And you just immediately get the sense that this is not someone to fuck with in at the negotiating table or otherwise. Um, I was blown away by how I was impressed with how intelligent he was, how forward thinking he was, how um, just uh, he went on this great rant about sleep.
2: I was going to say, does, he doesn't sleep either, right?
0: He doesn't sleep. Well, oh. here's the thing. It's not that he. OK, it's not just that he doesn't sleep. Being tired is a weakness. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's Vince like, loves this dude. Just, oh, my I God. I love this guy.
0: He was He was. This was so great. He was like. He was like, no, he, he said, no one fucking cares that you're tired in life. no one, <laughs> And he's right, isn't he? He's right. He's like, no one gives a shit that you are tired. He goes, think about the most successful people you know. Do they walk around telling you how tired they are? And I sat there in awe of this. I'm like, he's right. No one gives a fuck that you're tired. And people who constantly complain that they're tired usually aren't very successful. This, this, I'm telling you, this podcast was like the best motivational speech I've ever. had. I came out of this thing determined to do a better job at, at this fucking website with this podcast, with the <laughs> job, with the family. I'm like, I aspire to be Big Dick Nick. But anyway, Rich, you gotta go listen to that. It's must listen.
2: I didn't know that this is what he looked like. Yeah, he looks like a Don too, man. Yeah, I, I don't. Wanna, if this guy walked what? by me on the street, I don't know what I would do. I would. I see yeah. why he walks into rooms and goes, hey, you're going to give me a billion dollars of this shit, or I'm not leaving, and then, they, you know, he gets a billion dollars. Yeah, Wrestling Observer, First Ballot Hall of Famer, I think Nick Khan, I, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon, I'm in, so.
0: What you can skip is Stephanie on the Bill Simmons. Market. Oh,
2: God, <laughs> yes, don't worry about that, yeah, don't worry.
0: Well, I was told to listen to that, and I did, <laughs> and it's nothing but fluff and garbage, and there's nothing. The platitudes you need. You're not get to and
2: branding, and yeah, that's.
0: You will, no, in all seriousness, though, you will learn something from Big Dick Nick. You will, you will, you will listen to that and you will come away from that, from that podcast thinking I am, first of all, it's going to hurt your self-esteem. I, I, it hurt my self-esteem. First of all, <laughs> you're just like, thinking of
2: all the times you've wasted in your life.
0: I could never be as successful as this human. Number one. And number two, it's going to motivate you to just be better at life. Like this guy is just, he just has that thing that some people have. And it, it came through even on audio form, but, uh, You definitely, in all seriousness, though, you will learn something about uh, the media business and the wrestling business. He does talk about working with Vince McMahon and those sorts of things. Calling Vince McMahon at any hour and Vince answering the phone, which led into the the, do you sleep conversation. You know, so he says he can call Vince at 2 a.m. And sometimes Vince will answer and say, I can't talk right now. I'm busy. (laughs) busy.
2: (laughs) That's incredible.
0: Right. But, but I'd always get, that, yeah, not, you, know?
2: not, you didn't wake me up. No, I'm busy doing something. Yeah. That's incredible. So,
0: yeah. So anyway, uh, well worth your time on that. But um, that was, uh, that's the rate. I guess we got to talk about these cuts, right?
2: Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that. Before we do that though, I do want to let you know this episode of the voice of wrestling flagship podcast is sponsored by our friends at my bookie and March madness is done. WrestleMania is done. I did not win my bet i uh, Logan Paul, but that is okay. Cause there is plenty of stuff uh, to bet on, on my book. You got NBA odds, MLB odds, PGA odds. how the masters go for you, Joe? Did you have a, uh, I don't remember the guy's name that won. Did you have him bet at all? No,
0: nah, I, I laid low. I didn't bet on the
2: masters. Bet on him. You got Jake Paul. If you really want to get into Paul betting, there's another great week. I did Logan Paul last week. Uh, I don't know that I'm betting on Jake Paul this week, but if you want to bet on Jake Paul, you can do that. Bellator. NHL, MLS is starting. NASCAR, Formula One, it is all on there uh, at MyBookie, mybookie.ag. Use that promo code voices. You get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Use that promo code voices at mybookie.ag. You get a deposit bonus up to $1,000, as we said. NBA, MLB, PGA, boxing, UFC, Bellator, NHL, MLS, NASCAR, Formula One, it is all on there. All the sports betting is available at mybookie.ag. You can bet anything. Anytime, anywhere with my mybookie, mybookie.ag. Promo code Voices to get that deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars free money. You put five hundred dollars in, they're going to put five hundred dollars in. So you cannot beat that free money. Uh, and yeah, you have the opportunity to bet on back to back Pauls. Uh, I don't know. What, 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 I, don't, I don't know about Jake Paul and his his boxing acumen, but he's uh, well, favorite. Is he favorite? Uh, ben Askren is—he's is, a dude, right? Or used to be a dude. Askren
0: Askren's a ground fighter. He is known for having no stand up.
2: Ah, okay. And he's a—this is he's a, a pure a, boxing match, then, right?
0: It's a boxing match. Ben Askren is the guy that, um, for years, Dana White used to shit on and say that he would never hire him because he's the most boring fighter <laughs> <on> earth. <He laughs> okay, just, okay. He was—he's a lay and pray guy.
2: Got it. Okay. And I'm that, aware of the name, but I knew nothing of his fighting style. So there we go. Okay.
0: He, he's a lay and pray guy, but he's also very charismatic and talks a lot of shit. And eventually he did end up in UFC, and he, he, he lost the quickest knockout in UFC history and then retired. Um, so Jake Paul is a slight favorite. Now, they're running um, – you can get odds. They're running a special, my bookie, on this fight. Uh, you can uh, they're they're running a, a boosted odds on Askren. So if you like askrin mm, you can get them at plus okay, two hundred.
2: Oh, I see, I see that right now. I'm looking at it right now. That's not bad. Two to one uh, odds boost on on askren. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, there's an odds boost there. So if you like Ask but it's ten dollar minimum bet. But you know they always have minimum bets on those odds boosts. They're running another promotion too. If you're a UFC bettor, if you bet at least twenty dollars on the Paul askren fight, you know it doesn't matter what wager, they're gonna give you free twenty dollars to wager on UFC two sixty one so free money more uh, free money
2: from those guys in my bookie Jeez. more free
0: money yeah Jeez. so if you bet at least twenty dollars on Askren paul you know and that includes if you bet the ten dollars and take that odds boost then just bet another ten bucks on the fight in some other form or fashion you get a free 20 bucks to bet on ufc 261 so go. good time to join uh, my bookie with the promo code what is it rich
2: voices promo code voices get the deposit yeah. match up to a thousand dollars kinds bookie. of free money Free money. I'm looking at Academy Awards odds, Razzies Awards. You want to bet on the Razzies? Those are bad movies, right? Bet on right? the
0: Razzies. Worst bet film on the of Razzies, year
2: and stuff. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, that's some pretty fun stuff to do here. Aussie rules football. You got uh, U.S. politics is on there too. What are the What are the current U.S. politics? Oh, they're like U.S. presidential odds for 2024. That might be a little early to jump into that, but I if you yeah. want, you can do it on my bookie, mybookie.ag. Uh, promo code Voices to do all that. All right. Let's so get... Rich, if you
0: want to be a real cheapskate grinder, and I know you are.
2: Yes, go on. I'm listening. I can
0: tell you, <laughs> I'm listening. I could tell, tell you how to win guaranteed money on Paul Askren.
2: Okay, what can I do?
0: Okay, so follow me here. You got the odds boost. I, I'm literally Askren. doing
2: it right now as you're talking, so go ahead. Even though I got fucked over on that Logan Paul. He really should have went through that table, but that's okay.
0: You get some of it back. You got the odds boost on Askren plus 200, right?
2: Right, okay. So
0: you can bet that if you bet the $10 max on that. Okay. Okay, now follow me. Then what you do is you bet nineteen dollars on Paul, who's minus one eighty. Okay. This guarantees you a payout. Because if Askren wins, you're gonna win twenty dollars and lose nineteen on Paul, you're plus a dollar, right? If Paul wins, it's minus one eighty, so it pays like ten fifty-six, and you lose the ten on Askren, and you're plus fifty-six cents. So which <laughs>
2: this might <laughs> be
0: so, I have Rich, a petty
2: you, pincher, but this is pretty tough for me. To you
0: cheap ass grinder, you can guarantee <laughs> that's yourself. a hell
2: of a grind. I oh man, it's tempting. It's tempting. Listen,
0: it's a free fifty six cents at minimum. Yeah, fifty six cents
2: almost. or a dollar, I could win here. Is, yes. is what you're telling me. I don't. Just I don't hate two, it. I don't hate it. So, I do have free do, play. Rich. I got free play from my bookie as well, so you know I can really, really turn this into a, a if little. If you bit of money.
0: waste your free play on winning fifty six cents, <laughs> you deserve to be strangled, <laughs> right? This is what you do with free plays. You play like an eight-team MLB parlay and shoot for the moon. Right, right, right. Because it's free money. So, But anyway, you can guarantee yourself 56 cents. Rich, if you make both of those bets that I just laid out, (laughs) on Saturday night, you can get in your easy chair, kick back, crack open one of your dopey uh, 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 craft brew beers, and watch the fight and say, I am making easy money. No <laughs> yeah, way.
2: crack the knuckles and ah, yes, that's
0: right. I don't care who wins. <laughs> yeah, this there one. it is.
2: Oh, you probably couldn't hear it. I try to do it closer to the mic, but I went ah as I as I as I crack my knuckles and put them behind my head and go aha, <laughs> I'm gonna be at that's least right. fifty six cents richer today. So that's...
0: No, in all seriousness though, I did bet the ten bucks on Askren because you know what? If I have an opportunity to take a professional fighter and get the odds boost,
2: right, 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 I'll right, bet. yeah, yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Why not? It's ten dollars. Who cares? You know so. um but listen, if someone out there is a cheap ass grinder, you can do what I just said and guarantee yourself that. Minimum <laughs> I like it. you can
2: win no matter what. I, I, I actually yeah. I that that does work for me a little bit because I, I'm one of those uh, people when I've gone to Vegas or when I've gone to casinos, I just go and play roulette because you can play yeah. roulette for like three hours. And I just I basically just do it to have fun. Like, I don't really care. I don't really I don't really want to win. But you can get some, you, you know, you have some nice drinks, you're hanging out, you're having fun, you know, I don't care. So it's black, red, black, red, ah, I'll try and even, okay, now back to black, red, black, red, even. Uh, like, you can stay there for two hours doing, uh, doing doing, roulette. As long as you don't get too fancy and too cute uh, with it, you can have a lot of fun. So I, I always
0: enjoy Yeah, Yeah, you, you can milk uh $200 at the roulette table for hours. You're absolutely- right,
2: right. If you're just trying to like hang out, you're on a date or something like that or you you know with the wife and you just kind of want to have fun and drink and be in a in an atmosphere of a casino. Yeah, you could do yeah, that that is the game, cuz I I am not very interested in actually winning money at a casino and I'm very certain I'm probably going to lose that money. So yeah, it's it's a good way to uh, go to a casino and not have to leave in 20 minutes going out. Ah, okay, well, I don't know <laughs> like I fucking I don't know. I don't know how to play Mississippi We're- Stud. I don't know how I thought I could play it. Now yeah. I have no money. So. <laughs> Mississippi
0: Stud. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's some exotic game rich <laughs> right. rich is playing like the chinese tiles up in the yeah <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm playing he's like,
0: i don't know how this works but here i am um <laughs> yeah, yeah baccarat he's up there playing <laughs> Bacara, Bacara yeah, with, right. with, with with various sheiks who just flew in on an airplane he's playing baccarat with those guys uh no yeah you, rich is the kind of guy he'll sit at that roulette table he'll put down his 200 bucks first of all there's no chance he's losing that whole 200 God, he's got no. a number in his head absolutely rich is saying as as gets, <laughs> yep As soon as this gets to 120, I'm out. But he has a number on the other side. Tell me if I'm right. You have a number on the other side, too. You're like, if this gets to 280, I'm out. And then dinner's free tonight. Oh, yeah.
2: No, what what I do when I do is I go to a casino. You're absolutely right. What I do is I go to a casino and I have an idea of something that I want to purchase. Say something in my head that I want to purchase. One of my famous ones is that we were I was betting. I was with my parents at the Potawatomi Casino in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is right next to Miller Park or whatever the fuck it's called now, American Family Insurance Park or whatever the hell. And I told myself, what I want to do is I if, I if I go in there and I win money, I want to win enough to buy a Ricky Weeks shirt jersey. Remember Ricky Weeks?
0: I remember Ricky Weeks. Red's and, killer.
2: <laughs> absolutely. So what I said is I... I I have a figure in my head. I know it's like probably thirty or forty dollars to buy this Ricky Week shirt jersey and some other, you know, Brewers paraphernalia. So when I get to that mount, I'm out. And yeah, I went to some slot machine, gave me fifty bucks. I said, "Boom, cash out, I'm out." And I, I chilled the rest of the day until I could go across that parking lot to the uh, to Miller Park to buy my Ricky Week shirt jersey, which I still have to this day. So
0: Rich hit three double bars. on that <laughs> I was <slot>. out. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> and and said, "Give me my ticket." He cashed it out. And he went and bought his shirtsy.
2: Yep. And, and, and by the way, this happened like three minutes into us being there. And I was just like, no, yeah. I I got what I wanted. I'm good. I'm out. But you had
0: a hot machine. You had a hot machine. Nah, no,
2: I left. I left. So. No.
0: You know what else like uh, cheapskates like you grinders can do? <laughs> You find a penny slot and just put, like, a $50 bill in Love it. Love the and penny slots. Have-
2: yeah, I don't want to – because I don't think I'm going I just want to kind of hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sip yeah. on some drinks. Yeah. Just kind of enjoy the atmosphere. I'm not there to – I'm not buy, I'm not going to buy out my house. I'm not going to fucking pay my mortgage off there. I mean, some people might be trying to do that. I'm just trying to have a good time and sip some whiskey or whatever. You know, that that's what I'm there for. Yeah, penny slots are solid. Roulette I find a little more exciting than the, than the penny slots because, you know, there's a lot of anticipation. Because it takes, like, you know, five minutes – just to get the roulette game going, you know what I mean. Everybody gets their money. They go, oh, okay, let me see it, you know. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? And it's like a uh, black, you know what I mean. Like there's no decision to be made for me whatsoever. But everybody does it, you know. Everyone's got to have everything right. The guy does the little hand thing to say, okay, every, every these are the final bets, and yeah. So you, you can really, you can really. A lot of time playing roulette. I, I enjoy that much. Uh, no more much bets. Yes. Yeah. No more bets. E, and even then, it's like two minutes because he's got to get the ball. He's got to drop the ball. Yeah. The ball bounces. Like, it's a lot of fun. Whereas a penny slot, you hit one button, and you're done. Like, you know, you can yeah. blow through e, 100 bucks real quick.
0: The the a packed roulette table. The other thing when, when a roulette table's packed, somebody hits every spin. And normally, you know, so then they've got to drag all the, the chips off the table. Pay out all the winners with these complicated bets. Someone has it on a corner. Someone has it between two.
2: Right, <laughs> right, right. Someone
0: right. has a third of the board. So it can. Or a be guy very puts slow. something
2: and they got the guy has to ask him, "Hey, what is this bet? Like, what do you want it on this, or did you mean to put it here?" That's a classic one too.
0: Yeah, so you, it's a very slow-moving game when it's a when it's a packed game. So you really can milk hundred or two hundred or three hundred bucks for a very long time. The penny slots are funny because you like throw a fifty-dollar bill in there or whatever, and you have like a million fucking credits because it's, you know, and then you're like, Oh man, I'm down like 30,000 credits. I better cash out. Then the ticket comes out and you have forty-seven fifty, And you're like, man, I should have just sat here. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, but it, it's like, cause it's pennies and it doesn't register in your brain that you're not fucking losing anything, you know? Um, or you, or you hit a big, ja- the other side of the coin, you hit, oh, a big you hit the big jackpot.
2: jackpot, you cash out and it's $137. <laughs> and you're like, Oh man, <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, what the fuck The thing was this? goes off
2: for 20 minutes. It's got, you know, fucking yeah. fireworks going the off. You're like, whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> whoa, what did I get? cash out and you're like, I won $6. <laughs> what the <laughs> right. fuck is happening? <laughs> right. Yeah, fucking waste of my time. But, uh, but yeah, But if, but as far as if you just want to sit there and get free drinks and hang out, that's yeah. the move. That's me. That's, that's me, move.
2: for sure. So. And uh, my my favorite uh, casino game is to watch my friends lose money. That's one of my other favorites too. Is I that's drink whiskey sh- while they play games, and I make fun of them while they're doing it. So that's...
0: you know what they call that, Rich? <laughs> what do Germany they call that? Yeah. Uh, Shadenfreude. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's what
0: they call that. Did you know that?
2: I did. That was yeah, where you my, that. My homeland. Yeah, my my homeland. Yeah, yeah. One well, you homelands. know,
0: give me a little. You know, we talk about the Italians a lot. I figured I'd make, get the Germans in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: you
0: know? yeah. yeah. Well, I got? Uh,
2: Ah, uh, people got mad when I, I said Indian style a few weeks ago, and then I had to, you know, tell them I'm then quarter, why would you I'm say quarter, I'm quarter Cherokee, so I'm allowed to. Is, what's
0: it? No, that you can't. No. <laughs> Is that not
2: true? Is that not true? Okay. No, no.
0: Maybe in 1998 you could pull that off. Damn. When... All right. No, you're still canceled, and now you're canceled again because Fuck. you said it again. Oh well. For some...
2: oh, well. <laughs> that that's it so
0: so yeah you gotta get just, out of the
2: way as you always said the best thing to do is just kind of get canceled early and then you can kind of yeah. be post-cancellation and then so maybe it's my time for just get it out of the way now and then you know
0: that happens to me all the time because people will be like did you hear what joe lanza said and <laughs> like, like i got
2: canceled in 2013 bro <laughs> like, no,
0: oh. and then the other and then the other people are like what in 2015 yeah and then, right. like <laughs> right. then whatever i said loses all impact when they're like no he said last yeah. week that that some women's wrestler sucks and then they're like, Oh, well, big deal. You know, you, you know, we, we canceled him eight years ago. Right. He's, on, he's so already on the list. He's way. already
1: made the
2: list. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I, I was canceled a long time ago and you know, we're 10 times bigger and more successful than we were then. So it doesn't really fucking matter and you get it out of the way. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about it anymore. So I see the strategy you're, 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 uh, employing. Mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Especially before we bury a lot of people at WrestleMania weekend. But uh, Oh, God.
0: Here it comes. But
2: anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, the WWE releases. People that will have to go to casinos to, of course, pay their uh, their, their mortgages or, or or put food on the table here. Uh, the release, uh, Black Thursday Part 2, the exact same day. April 15th was last year's uh, big releases. Uh, you know, we did a show about it. A very successful show. People were way into that show uh, that we did. And unfortunately, we have to do it again here uh, this week. But I'm pretty excited about a few of these names here. So the top name, of course... Samoa Joe. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of go over every one of these individuals. I'll just kind of go off the, over the names right now. Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucky, old Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, and Mojo Raleigh is who we have right now. I will try to refresh in, in, on Twitter and see if anybody else, but I do not think uh, anybody else is yet. So obviously the first one that we're going to have to talk about here is Samoa Joe. And, and, and what right now kind of first blush reaction to samoa joe being released and and and, and what sort of expectations you have for the post WWE career of samoa joe
0: well samoa joe isn't what he was but samoa joe isn't samoa joe because of what samoa joe did in 2020 samoa joe is samoa joe because of what samoa joe did when he was samoa joe okay he's not samoa joe uh, the same Samoa Joe that he is now, but he was the Samoa Joe then, and that's why he's Samoa Joe. So no one, you're not worried about what Samoa Joe is now versus what Samoa Joe was then. That's <laughs> is this cool.
2: a bit that I'm not in on? What's going on here?
0: It is a bit, but okay. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I don't but know.
2: I have no idea see, what's going on. Savvy
0: listeners but... may recognize that parody bit. That okay, I just did. all right. Go ahead. I, I don't feel. See, I can't do the parody bit and then tell you what it's. No, a no, no. Please don't, gonna,
2: don't. Please don't. I just want to make sure I like I'm not in on it. Right. I don't know what this is.
0: That's the same as saying a joke, and i being like, "Did you hear what I said?" T. I said, "Yeah." I don't want to explain the joke as soon as I say it. Yeah, the pl- joke. please
2: don't. I just want to make sure I want honor the listeners to know that I have no idea what Joe's doing, but uh, well, he knows what a, he's doing. So, well,
0: listen, that was a parody bit, but it's also the truth. Samoa Joe's not Samoa Joe because of Samoa Joe. Now, Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe because of who Samoa Joe was. Right. So that you know, so we all recognize that it's not the same Samoa Joe today. But I do think he has value. And if I'm AEW, I'm on the phone tomorrow and asking him when the first day he's free to uh, to, to to work for my company. I will find a use for Samoa Joe. Oh, absolutely. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a commentator, whether it's in-ring. And I know a lot of people, and, and what I loved, and we always talk about this, when a guy gets released, it's always about that first tweet that they put out, the first you know public thing they put out. And Samoa Joe, right off the bat, he's tweeting about how hungry and all this sort of stuff, and he's you know, making jokes with CM Punk and all this – I'm excited about this. I don't know what it's going to be. I have no idea, but it's something, man. You know what I mean? There, there's something. This guy's feels like he has something. I hope that he has something. I'm I'm down to see whatever this is because, like you said, it's still Samoa fucking Joe. Even though he's not, you know, he's not what he was ten years ago, fifteen years ago, or whatever. But it's still fucking Samoa Joe. And there's a I see value in for any company in the world, any company in the universe, whether whether it's New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW. Anybody has a use for somebody like a Samoa Joe, whether it's to work a few times a year, whether it's to train guys, whether it's as an announcer, like this guy, he will not be unemployed very long. And I'm positive that he's pretty pretty much already got calls or he's already made calls as well. And he's a guy that seems to love uh, the wrestling business. So I'm very, very excited to see uh, what ends up happening with Samoa Joe here uh, uh, pretty soon. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if he's, I don't think he can ever go back to being a full-time wrestler. But I know we say that, but like, I don't know. I mean, Christian was fucking dead you know what I mean like it was like this guy was never going to wrestle again and Dana Bryan wasn't clear and Edge wasn't clear and all these guys are, are back and, and, and doing stuff so it's all about the schedule it's all about where you're at and it's all about where your body's at at this point too so uh, I don't know but yeah there's one of, one of the all time greats somebody will figure out something to do with Samoa Joe and he he will not be unemployed uh, for very long That that I'm positive of Now the Iconics, <laughs> that's a different story here. Um we're doing Okay, maybe I'll get canceled here. Do we have to pretend that Billy Kay is good or can we just say that she's terrible?
0: I mean, she found a niche with the resume thing and she's got Ooh, some comedic yes. timing. Look, these two people stink as far as wrestling <laughs> They're go. terrible.
2: I, they're I mean, no we don't have to pretend good. they're good. <laughs> like you can just say and that's the problem that I that well, is, well, Hold
0: on now, Rich, hold on. It's been a couple of weeks but we have a run-in. Uh-oh. All right, what's going on? What's up? Come here, Nolan. What's up? Come here, bud. He's got his... uh... You're
1: a biscuit, Dada. I'm what? You're a biscuit.
0: (laughs) No, I'm a biscuit. Oh, she's feeding them lines, and he's blowing the line. (laughs) You're a
2: biscuit? Is is that what I'm hearing?
0: I don't know. what He's got the Buzz Lightyear gimmick here. You got your Buzz Lightyear? Yeah? You getting ready to go to bed? Yep. Tuck it in. Tuck it in? All right. Anything else? You blew the line. You guys came in here with a bit, and he blew the <laughs> line. So it's like now it fell flat. Now they're both embarrassed. I cause... think it was
2: a biscuit. Was it? You're a biscuit. Is that?
0: I don't know what the hell he was saying. What were you saying? Come here, you little dope. Come here. What were you saying? What were you trying to say?
2: <laughs> they like it. It's working in that room.
0: I'm the best kid. You're the best kid. It's very cocky of you. Wow. So. There's no kids better than you, huh? You think that's true? Really? What are you what are your comparison points? Do you have any data points here to back this up? No? You really think you're the best kid? Try to thirst explain this explain
2: this shit. the thing.
0: Yes. The thing is you know like you only know like six kids. So you're like what are you <laughs> I don't know. I would dispute that. I would dispute I don't know how cool you are. You think he's cool? Yeah, alright. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that was tremendous. I noticed you're wearing your Mickey Mouse uh, mummy pajamas, more of a Halloweenish pajama, but, it is, but I'll let you know it pass. Wear them? Okay, all right. I like—I don't know about wearing the Halloween pajamas in April, but I go you know, with a more of an April next, pajama.
1: Then, hey, next
0: Halloween. So this is like the last chance to wear them. You can wear them there, long sleeve. What? I, th- you know what I thought you were gonna say? I thought you were gonna say, "Well, if you don't like the pajamas he's wearing, why don't you get off your ass and 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 put I, the pajamas I, I, on him I, instead I, of me putting the pajama?" Right? It's, it's been a yeah. Baths, dinner, brushing of the teeth.
1: Yeah. But you know what? He's ready I his need
0: top. a soda. Uh, you know what? I do need a soda actually. Wow!
2: Look at Here's
1: that. One. Nice. There's
0: no, I'm not giving him that. He, he asked me if to, I. He oh, he wants mine. My... No, yes, you can't have did. that. There's too much. <laughs> no, there's too much. Let him have a sip. Come here. You want a sip? Here, let him have a sip. He likes to Coke Z. Take a sip of that. Look at the smile on his face. Look at this. Very
1: excited. He looks
0: like Nikolai Volkov coming into the 88 <laughs> Royal Rumble. He looks like. It's yeah. like...
1: He's gonna be... Oh yeah.
0: Look at that smile. Rich, you remember Nikolai Volkov in the 88 Royal Rumble? That I big do. Shitty grin on his face. That's what he looks like when I said you want a sip of this soda. Alright, well I got a show to do, so you're gonna hit the bricks. Uh, take your mother with you. No. What do you mean? Don't
2: put him in. No, he's a fool. Yeah, you're out, Joe. I'm I'm gonna talk to Nolan. Let me let me talk about All
0: right. I gotta plug a mic in here. Oh, he's well he stuck his tongue at me and he's leaving. I deserve that. I think that's fair, honestly. Yeah. Alright, well uh I'll see you in the morning. Actually I won't because I don't get up that early and you'll, you'll be see gone. You but that's right. All right. And there that's that. They came in here with a bit and they blew it. And yeah. So
2: I am the best did. kid is, is what I thought it was biscuit, but I am the best kid. Apparently. Yeah. Um. Pe- people are, people are saying Dustin in, in the chat room says little Miro here with the best kid gimmick going on. Yeah. True, and just like, true. just like Miro had bombed tremendously. So
0: that's... absolutely. Yeah. He bombed worse than Miro. Yeah, it was like terrible.
2: Mid card Nolan yeah. over there. So that's, that's,
0: because he couldn't get the uh, the line off, and then whatever they had planned just it just fell apart. Like it fell apart, apart from
2: there. Yeah, yeah, it fell apart from right. there. And then not even—I'll be honest—it's good into his head a little bit. Not even a Coke Z delivery. A can I have your Coke Z sip? Yes. And he's out.
0: He's out. Yeah, he's wow. out. He, yeah. Uh, you Quite know, the
2: difference the, from the, it, literally getting it served on a silver platter. You
0: know, weeks ago. Here you go, Dad. Well, can I tell you what happened? I got I got in trouble. uh Oh. I'm gonna tell you what happened. There hasn't been a run in in a few weeks. You know why? Because they listened to the last show with the run in, <laughs> because they like to listen back to hear themselves or whatever. Yeah. And that was the one where we went on and on about how they were burning out the territory. Yeah. So then one day, <laughs> do
2: they know what burning out the territory means?
0: <laughs> well, listen. If you live with me, you know what he says. Okay. So, all right. All right. So one day I'm I'm coming to bed and uh, and it. it casually came up and and britney goes oh don't worry we won't be interrupting your show wow. anymore
2: oh like, the passive aggressiveness my
0: and god And i was like why I, I didn't understand i was like whoa whoa why not i was like it's you know it, it's fun the listeners enjoy it she's like because we are apparently burning out the territory
2: oh you oh man
0: and i was caught i had nothing to say like what can i say i was like all right you know what you got me you caught me you know she's like well you know what we're cute and people enjoy us, but if you don't want us coming right. in, uh, then 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 fine. Then then if we're not appreciated and wanted, and uh, you know that's why for like the last three weeks there's been no running.
2: Wow, so, they, lo- they lost their was, smile in, in in a certain term. TLV lost, their, lost smile. their
0: smile. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they're back from the Bob Geigel Kansas territory though. And uh, listen, I listen you can only work with Bulldog Bob Brown for so many weeks before I would get tired of it as well. So I don't blame them for getting the hell out of that as terrible territory. So now apparently they're back. So we had a, uh, we had a run in today, but uh, you think how many of our, how, what percentage of our listeners understood that Bulldog Bob Brown reference and know that he was a terrible worker?
2: Um, really? We have 76 people listening right now, maybe seven or eight, I would say at, at most. Yeah, but,
0: Yeah. Oh, so you say about 10%.
2: Yeah, I'd say about 10%. is probably listening somewhere and and enjoying it. Out of the
0: thousands and thousands that will listen later, you think... Uh, Still,
2: I'd I'd stick around the 10% there, yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, all right. That's fine.
2: That one Uh, I only barely get as well, so yeah, it's a tough one.
0: He's a terrible wrestler. I mean, he's just the worst. Bulldog Bob Brown, terrible. Um, I think he's on... Nobody cares. What were we talking about? I,
1: talking <laughs> I
2: think about we're Bulldog. talking about Bulldog Bob Brown. Yeah.
0: I mean, I could start talking about Bulldog Bob Brown if you want, but um, I don't think you want
2: to. Did he? Uh, was he the guy that had the Unitas haircut? He had like the 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 sweet Johnny Unitas like. Did, yeah. Like perfectly cut off the top, but also looked like he was like sixty-seven years old at certain times.
0: Yeah, he worked Central States for a long time. Okay. He was I think he was Canadian. And then, you know, he worked for that, like, in that Geigel region, you know, against Harley Race and all those guys. And um, He was just a terrible wrestler. He just was, was awful. Like, that 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 wasn't the best territory, that, that Kansas territory, for action, you
2: know? No, but, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah.
0: Really not much tape of that out there either, but... Um,
2: I think, so we were burying the II, II Iconics here, Billy Kay and Peyton
0: Royce. Oh, is that what we were doing? I okay. think so, yeah, so. yeah.
2: I was saying that yeah. we, we don't have to pretend that they're good. You could just say, hey, good comedy act. They could probably land somewhere and be a fun comedy act. But now we have to you know, decide that they're actually great workers and that what a great asset they're going to be to whatever company they end up arriving at and stuff. And we just don't have to do that. Like We just we just don't have to pretend that Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are good wrestlers. It's okay. They were good. The gimmick was fine. Like It's okay. But we don't have to pretend that they're like this tremendous blow to WWE that, that oh, man, they just didn't know what they had in Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I mean, I, I, I think they'll be okay.
0: Well, we were, uh, we, our stance was always the same. Look, if they're going to be prelim, a prelim comedy team, that's fine. But the problem was they won the tag team titles at WrestleMania. And quite honestly, those tag team titles have never recovered.
2: No, no. Have been a joke since. Yeah.
0: And, and we, we said at the time, you're killing these titles. Oh, they, I forgot about that, that
2: article I wrote. And oh my God, her mentions for yeah. a month were terrible. <laughs> I forgot about that. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't know what their future holds. You know, it's just if the right person in the room sees value in them, I, I wouldn't be stunned if they end up in AEW. I mean, it's all about the right person in the room thinking that there's something there. You know, Billy Billy Kay did, to her credit, uh, get over as much as we can tell someone is getting over with no fans doing the comedy stuff on her own. So, Peyton Royce basically disappeared. She cut the the classic, <laughs> you know, "shoot, I'm not being yeah. used well enough" promo. It went nowhere, and Billy Kay was really the one that, you know, at least remained visible because of her comedy timing and all of that. But do I personally have any use for these two? I mean, not really. Um, could I see them in Impact, like doing their 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 old act? Yeah, of course. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There, there's a place um, for them in wrestling. There, there's definitely a place for them somewhere, but uh, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, just hopefully not a place that I watch. <laughs> exactly.
2: You know? Yeah, hopefully it's somewhere <laughs> it's I don't watch or it's early in the show, so I don't have to watch it. Uh, Mickey James, I, any number of places. NWA seems like an obvious landing spot for Mickey James. Right. Uh, I, she gets calls. She's on the indie. She's doing something. She If she wants to work, she'll be able to work anywhere she really wants to. So.
0: I mean... It definitely won the one odds. She makes at least one appearance at one NWA taping, right? I mean, that's just a has block.
2: to, has to, yeah, because
0: yeah. she'll probably, they'll probably, you know, she'll probably cut him a deal. I mean, you know, the husband's there and all that, so she's got some name value, but I don't know if that. Look, she's also pushing forty, right? So I don't know if you know. Being a full time wrestler or something, she still wants to do it. Yeah, Maybe I don't think she's is. grinding.
2: Right. I don't think she's grinding on the indies, but yeah, you, you could see her in 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 something where it's hey, I'll come and do a bulk taping on some days or whatever and then leave or whatever. Yeah, you could definitely see that. She is uh she's forty one years old, actually. Forty one years old for.
0: Oh okay. So there I mean there you go. So I mean I mean if she wants to wrestle, she'll find a place that'll let her wrestle.
1: For sure. Whether no no,
0: WA. She yeah. can go to Impact probably. So She's talented. I mean, she's always been talented. I always thought she's pretty good. So um, I, it, 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 that one, I think, is up to her.
2: Uh, a few of the others here we'll, we'll run through pretty quickly. Uh, Chelsea Green. Uh,
0: I mean, there's a lot of connections there. She, you know, Impact, where she once was, plus her – her. are they married? I don't think they're married. Uh,
2: they're, uh, they're engaged. They're fian- uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're engaged, but not married yet. Yeah,
0: and I think you already tweeted out, like, one of her old Impact T-shirts.
2: Yeah, she's already pu- she's already posting all of her old Impact gimmicks and all that sort of stuff too. So yeah, the the, the, the so,
0: I mean that's a natural landing. I mean I, again, that seems like an easy one, you know, at least to pull in some paychecks. I could see her landing. Yeah, and there. that's a good.
2: I mean, that's a good spot. If I if I'm Impact, you know, it probably doesn't cost that much to get Chelsea Green over, and and yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? You know, with the Cardona uh, connection with with her past in Impact, yeah, that seems like a no-brainer to me.
0: You see, they're doing the Cardona Myers feud. You see that?
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: This week on Impact, they Should pick each other's
2: light, light the light the territory on fire. I'm sure, so that's
0: that uh, was that's inevitable. It. They were going to go that route. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I like I don't think she's that good, but hey, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> she's got name value. She's got something. So
0: I think she's fine. extremely overrated. Very extremely overrated. Yes. overrated. I, yeah, I just don't see it. She's but um
2: friendly with the right people is what I'll say because <laughs> she always finds a way to get uh get put over even though you know
0: she's I, I fine. Think but... some, she's someone I you know I. Look, do I think it's egregious that she finds him that she keeps finding a spot? No,
2: no, I no, 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 yeah, not at all. Any
0: kind of difference maker or anything either. She's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of surprised they cut her, honestly.
2: Yeah, she seemed kind of like a no brainer to just keep there and keep in NXT. They liked like, her, yeah, exactly. And they just I mean, resigned her like a few months ago, so I don't know what the hell that's all about. So,
0: and when she was healthy, she they were pushing her, You're right? But... Um, I guess it's just a matter of if you can't stay healthy, or I, I don't, I don't know. And the other thing is, you don't know who asked to be released. That's
2: right, right, right. And that, and that's that could be true yeah. for for Joe. It could be true for a lot of these people that that said, hey, yeah. you know, if you're gonna do another release, you know, give me a call because I I'd be down to, to to find something else to do with my life. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a possibility there. Uh, old Tucky Tucker, and uh, we we knew when that team broke up, when Otis and Tucker when heavy machinery broke up, it was only a matter of time oh, yeah. for old Tucky. And uh, here we are. He's going to now, Joe. He has an ability to. Tell his story. I don't know where or how or what story, but uh, what do you think of Tucky? In a, in a year's time, what are we going to say about one Tucky?
0: I think when they broke the team up, we literally said on this show, on the next round of cuts. <laughs> yes, he's sure. yes, he's uh, gone for <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I think he's better than Otis. I mean, I've said that on the air before. I mean, you know, when hate watching Otis made me appreciate Tucker. Like I would watch all of these heavy machinery matches and be like, "This Tucker's not that bad." The problem with Tucker was his look. He had that bad stringy hair, and he didn't have a real good television physique, right? And he didn't, you know, he just didn't really pop off the screen. He really looked like an indie guy, a big indie guy. But as far as his is his ability, I thought he was more, he was always more impressive than Otis to me. But they think Otis has all the charisma, so. I mean he's a guy where I don't know. I mean I could see him becoming like a cult favorite on the indies. Yeah, dude, I could um, totally
2: see this guy becoming like a cult favorite GCW dude, like a deathmatch guy or something like that if he really wants to. I don't I don't know. I don't know what his his level of interest in in outside wrestling is. I don't know his background in wrestling at all, but yeah, dude, he he's kind of a dirt he looks kind of like a dirtbag, so I think he might work in dirtbag indies if he really wants to, but I I, I don't know.
0: That's uh, a heavy shit, easy. No, I mean it in a
2: good bag. way. No, I mean it in yeah. a good way. You know what yeah,
0: I mean. Yeah. I mean. You know, I mean, look at Matthew he Justice. He was, okay, I mean, okay, that was hold the guy
2: on. In the, go ahead. The first picture he, he sent out was him smoking weed, golfing <laughs> in his, like, yeah, board yeah, shorts yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's got real dirtbag energy, in a good way, for sure.
0: I get what you're saying. Like, the dirtbag energy that's going to get you booked as a dirtbag.
2: Exactly, right, right.
0: Right. Um, I mean, you look at a guy like Matthew Justice, who was in the WWE system and didn't make it, and now he's, like, one of the top indie names, and it's like... And it's like a cold indie guy. Like, I could totally see Tucker going down that path. But again, does he want to do that? Right. I mean, does this is like a work? legit
2: college-level like level athlete. Like, I think he graduated from Arizona State University. Does he really want to be doing light tube matches <laughs> and pissing in buckets and, and backstage and in, in random indies? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But he's he's only 30. So I don't know. I don't know what uh, what his I mean, interest level in I, wrestling I, is. But uh, there you go.
0: Listen, this is a guy where... I absolutely call him and say, "Would you like to work AW Dark?" And you take a look at him.
2: Oh yeah, six two three twenty. I mean, with, with, oh, a, with a real yeah. professional background. Yeah, you call him for sure and see what you got.
0: Yeah, and and you know, uh, obviously went through PC training and 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 uh, you know already understands how to work television and all that. You put him on Dark and you see how he fits in with the locker room. You see how he comes across on your on your TV. You see how you know. You see if he's a fit. Because there could be something there with a guy like that. you know, Not as a top-line star, but, it, but as a guy on the roster who can have good matches or fill a role. Look, I'm not writing off, but he's also, he's also the kind of guy who you could easily see him disappearing. And, and five years from now, we come on here and we go, hey, remember Tucker?
2: Right, right, right. A guy that like, people try to book and he says, okay, my, you, know, you got to pay $5,000. And everybody goes, we're not going to pay you $5,000. And then he just never, goes, he never wrestles ever again. So,
0: Yeah, and then he just fades into oblivion and he becomes a trivia question. That could easily happen too. So we'll see.
2: Uh, Wesley Blake, what, what do you have on, on, on Wesley Blake? What's your prediction for, for him?
0: You know, Jackson Riker says a bunch of political <laughs> shit, gets a bunch of heat, right? And then he ends up back on TV with a push, and this guy gets cut.
2: Yes, and I Cutler. Mean, the whole, everyone, everyone of the Forgotten yes. Sons, except for Jackson Riker, has been released. So. Except
0: for the guy who gave the other two guys heat <laughs> yes. that they didn't want. And there's something wrong with that It's not, I mean, it's
2: not great, no no. It's, it's, it's certainly not so.
0: You know, and it's like And these weren't garden variety Political opinions from the guy You know, he said some dumb shit And he gets heat put on the whole group They, they lose their push And he's the one that keeps his job and ends up with another push I don't, that just doesn't sit well with me I mean, what the other two guys do? Nothing You know what I mean? They just, in kayfabe, aligned with a guy Who couldn't shut the fuck up on Facebook is what it comes down to, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, it's it's motivation level. Does he does does the idea of Wesley Blake being a free agent like particularly excite me? I can't say it does. It really
2: doesn't. Yeah, well, he's I, a
0: nice I, little worker. Yeah, he's and nice he he
2: work. had a background before. He's not a straight PC guy. Like Tucker is a straight PC guy, and the, and those guys always have a different expectation. Uh, when when they go, I mean, he he, I think he trained with Dory Funk Jr. I want to say he did some stuff like that. So I don't know. There's might be a little bit of stuff there. He's Texas based, a, a, as far as I know. So you know, that'd be interesting to see. Obviously, the Texas uh, Indies, there, there are plenty of opportunities for him to work. But uh, yeah, he'll be one where I, I'm I'm like not particularly interested, but I will be kind of curious if 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 he you know he'll get calls and whether he takes those calls or whether he takes you know the bookings. Will will be very interesting to see. I think he'd be okay, but like I don't think this is a guy that's like, oh man, here you go. Finally, Wesley Blake gets his opportunity to prove that he, you know, I, I, I've never really seen that out of him. Uh, you know, obviously it's not the same as a, a Buddy Murphy. You know that would be a, a huge boon to anybody if Buddy Murphy got released and, and would do stuff. But I don't know. I don't know about Wesley. He's fine, but I don't. Yeah.
0: You want to see? You want to see Cutler and Blake wrestle the end or Iron Beast or Violences eh, Forever? Yeah, I, I
2: guess. I mean, I I'm not going to buy that. a ticket because of that, but I won't be upset that they're on the show. You know what I mean? Like that. I think on the that's, show. Yeah. I'll right. It, I'll right. Watch right. It. And I think that's true of all these guys except for Samoa Joe. Are all like, yeah, they'd be good little assets. Like you're not buying a ticket because X is on the show, but they'd be a great asset to any company that they they, they would join. Because because they they're have some modicum of star power and are decent enough pro wrestlers. So, yeah, especially with this indie scene being where it is. I mean, Wesley Blake and, 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 and Tucker, you know, booking them on a show, is it, you, you absolutely have to at least make the call and, and, and see what the value is.
0: This is where NWA comes in handy, because some of these guys and girls can pop up on an NWA taping, cut some promos. Maybe we see a side of them that they were never able to show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, this is why I always say, People like to dump on it. And I, haven't, and I haven't thought the restart has been good at all. I, thought, I think it's been terrible, honestly. But this is where NWA fits into the ecosystem quite nicely. I mean, because you, you could just slide some of these people in there and they stay visible while they're waiting for their next real move. you know. And, that, and that's of the place that NWA could occupy. And they don't even really mind because they like recycling the roster and keeping things fresh. So we'll see how many of these people end up there.
2: Uh, two names real quick then, uh, we'll, or uh, one we'll do real quick, and then one I want to talk a little bit more about. Yeah. Uh, Bo Dallas, I mean, I don't. he kind of already said that.
0: Yeah, he's just I, unbelievable. It's like, you know, Bix made a, David Bix and Spam made a good point. Isn't it a little sleazy to put a guy on ice and send him home for two years, right, and then cut him? Because now you don't even, you're not even fresh coming off TV. You, you like killed the guy's value and then cut him. How do you look at it from that standpoint? That's kind of dirty. It, right? it is
2: dirty, yeah. And it's gotten to the point where I think even recently he's just kind of been like, I don't really care anymore. Like he, he, I, I don't even know what shape he's in. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, there's, there's nothing that a Bodell's I mean, there's no way that he, I, like, I don't know what he's been doing in his free time. As they've kind of basically said, hey, we're never going to use you ever again. I mean, I doubt he's out there, you know, working in rings and working out. Like, I, I don't know if I'm him. I'm probably just like, all right, whatever. I'll get my. Paycheck, and I, I
0: think he started a business. Is what he's yeah, he, yeah. Well, he's
2: living brother. on his farm with Liv Morgan, so he's yeah. kind of, you know, hey. I think he's already kind of put wrestling behind him. So I, I don't know. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, uh Like, I mean, I, I think he's probably just ready to move on from from pro wrestling at this point. So, quite I
0: honestly, I hope that. Listen, I don't enjoy watching him at all. No, so, so it's
2: it's good, and and it. Uh, so, Joe, what does this do for Fiend lore? Because I was under the impression, Joe, I went onto the uh, the Reddit, and uh, R squared Circle told me that it was actually Bo Dallas that lost to uh, Randall Orton on uh on WrestleMania Sunday uh so what what do you think (laughs) of that fiend lore (laughs) Absolute fucking. I love because people are like well what if it's Bo Dallas like okay well if Bo Dallas grew five inches got the same tattoos as his brother and gained 175 pounds yes you're right that could have been Bo Dallas that was out there instead of instead of Bray but uh it appears now that they're be trying to get us off the scent because everybody realized the fiend lore of it being Bo Dallas so to get everybody off the scent they released Bo Dallas so uh, committed to the bit here This it's is kind of like the loose cannon Brian Pillman thing like you know where he gets the release from from Eric Bischoff type thing yeah. where they're, they're working the boys yeah. you know what I mean
0: so yeah that. yeah maybe yeah maybe that's how he got it yeah yeah uh, good Throwing them off the scent
2: they're playing they're playing chess we're all playing checkers Joe so fiend lore and then uh, okay that's enough about Bo Dallas final name here Kalisto now what do you think of Kalisto now astute old school voices wrestling listeners will know and I mentioned this Maybe a decade ago, as long as the show has going on, because I, obviously, local to Chicago, have seen Samurai Del Sol for years and years and years wrestle. And when he got signed by WWE, I forget exactly what the year was, 2013, 2014, somewhere in that range. I came onto the show and said, Joe, if this company doesn't find a way to make money with this guy, they're lost. They have no idea what they're doing. The star making machine is broken because this is a guy who looks cool as fuck, can speak some English has a cool-as-fuck mask, can work like crazy. I mean, they, they search and go out of their way to find the quote-unquote Rey Mysterio replacement, and you have fucking Kalisto show up on your doorstep. And here we are now at this point where, you know, there was pushes, there was points, there was things. He won titles. There was lucha things. He fucked up once, and, you know, you can't do that in this company. Um, right. I'm amazed that they, at, a, at the last eight years or whatever the hell it's been, how long they've had Kalisto, that we're now at this point where it's just like, man, what have you done with this guy over the last eight years? I I just I, I don't I I just can't believe that they couldn't find a way to make money with this guy.
0: Do you remember the El Generico feud?
2: Yeah. Great. Tremendous.
0: How do I watch that stuff?
2: Oh man, El Generico Samurai Del Soul. How do you Would
0: that be on WWN Live or would it be
2: I mm, That's a good question because there's a. you talk about the 10% of people that are gonna go Bulldog Bull Brown. Um or is that. Or, so that is, that is like early, early, early Evolve, right? Like very is early. Is it
0: evolve, evolve or Dragon Gate USA? It's so evolve, I right? think
2: it was Evolve, yeah. If it's so,
0: Evolve, then that answers our question. It's it's on ice. WWE owns it, and they're never going to get around to releasing Yeah, it.
2: I know that their big blow off match was in Evolve. I don't know if the other stuff wasn't, but. I Okay, so so Generico versus Del Sol 3, which is the big kind of blow off, that's on Evolve 14, which.
0: Oh, that might be out soon then, because they're on like Evolve six or, or something seventeen. Sorry, them.
2: Evolve seventeen is, the, is is that show? So, um,
0: I mean, they're going in order with them. Yeah, so you might
2: they might get there. So,
0: what did it, they had two other They had a, at least two other.
2: Yeah, let me happened. let me find out where those all happened so we can see if we can find any of them. Because I wonder if any are on high spots or something like that. Um,
0: no, I think they were all Evolve or Dragon Gate USA. right I think
2: you're right too. So they had an IWC Super Indie X match. So <laughs> I guess you can find that one. No, uh, but no, the big no, no. the I'm big matches. Yeah, the big matches are Evolve 14. Okay, so that's why I had Evolve 14. So it's Evolve 14, Generico versus Del Sol. Evolve 15, Generico versus Del Sol 2. And then Evolve 17, Generico versus Del Sol 3. So there's a possibility that they keep this Evolve thing up. You will get them. So it's 14, 15, and 17. It's to see all three matches between those guys. So all 15 minutes long and all fucking tremendous because they're great performances. God, those
0: matches were great. Those matches were fucking great. And then... um... Callisto in his early days. Who did he have that? Was it Baron Corbin? He had the shockingly good feud with. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, someone?
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Baron.
0: Where? Uh, who else did he? Uh, he had another good feud. And then once they did Lucha House Party,
2: him and didn't him and Enzo have like really good matches together? is that? Do I have that right in like the early two hundred five live days? <laughs> am I am I making those up? That is that I even don't... possible? That that could be the well, case. That would have
0: been. I don't. I don't. Like seventeen, don't...
2: like 2017, 16 That range, I guess.
0: I don't remember him wrestling Enzo specifically.
2: So um, I think, th- yeah, no, it was definitely Baron Corbin. Cause I remember they had a, uh, they had a match on like a TLC pay-per-view. I think. Yeah. Okay. I got it right here. TLC 2016, yeah, a chairs match between Baron Corbin and Kalisto.
1: And yeah. Was that was good. a really good yeah, match. It was really, yeah, it was, really good.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's that. Yeah. The chairs match. Mm-hmm. And um, he may have had another like mid cart. Didn't he few? Yeah, he did. I can't remember who it was against. And I guess, you know, if you look on Cage Match, they don't even have a rivalries tag, like a uh, uh, tab for him, for Callisto. So it's hard to look up. But, um, yeah, but then once they did the Lucha House Party thing on 205 Live, that was kind of it for him as a single. And they were, you know, a fun opening match act on that show for a while until that show went downhill. And you have to wonder, I mean, if you're Lindsay Dorado or... uh. But your Metallic, grand Metallic,
2: yeah, I mean, Metallic, are you yeah, just
0: not answering the phone right now? Because why would you get rid of this guy and not get rid of the other? Right, who's people? better
2: than both I mean, of those guys? I mean, no offense to Lince Dorado, but Samurai Del Sol is about a thousand times better than Lince Dorado. So. I don't
0: know if he's better than, du- than Metallique, but he, he might be right there neck
2: and neck, Dorado. but he, he blows yeah. away Lince Dorado. No, no offense to Lince, but uh,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He, yeah. He was the, I like Lince Dorado, but he's clearly mm-hmm. the third, Um, you know, Guy in that, your uh, team? I guess, but um, I'm trying to look up all of Callisto's uh, pay per view matches. So I, I could have swore he had another high profile. Well, so
2: we obviously had the good matches with Buddy Murphy. That was it. Got pushed to the pre show of one of those WrestleManias or whatever. I know he had uh, some stuff against Del Rio too. Is that is that the feud you're thinking of? Because I know he had a bunch of matches with Del Rio uh, during that 2016 period when when you know he was first kind of coming up onto the main roster. Might they they were Rusev. into him for a while. I don't know what happened.
0: But they they weren't. Were. That's what I mean. As a single, he was doing okay. He was doing as well as you could expect someone like him to do with that size and and everything. But I it may have been Rusev he had a little feud with, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. For the US title. He he it was Baron Corbin and then uh Rusev, and you're right, he did have um He did feud with Enzo over the Cruiserweight title. I'm looking at that now in 2017. So, and then, you know, since then, that's kind of been it. The Rusev match was at Extreme Rules 2016. Rusev defeats Callisto for the uh, the U.S. It was the U.S. title. So, uh, my memory's not completely shot. Didn't he wrestle a WrestleMania in front of no one? Like, yeah, on the, the people in the
2: won't. chair were talking about that. I think it was Ryback. It was in like Texas Stadium. <laughs> and there's like you know, there's probably a thousand people in the building, but when a thousand people are in a hundred thousand seat Texas Stadium, uh, it essentially was yeah in front of absolutely nobody. Oh,
0: The Jerry so, Dome, you mean? The, yes, the, the yeah, Jerry
2: yeah, Dome?
0: yeah. Yeah, which WrestleMania? That was
2: uh, I. I, I got even... somebody on YouTube got very upset that I mixed up the the WrestleManias last year. I believe that was WrestleMania thirty two. I, Dallas. Yeah, because I mentioned WrestleMania 33. That was in Orlando recently. And somebody said you mixed up 32 and 33. Oh, how dare I! Yeah, so, 32 WrestleMania 32 was in Dallas.
0: So, and that was the Ryback match. Yes.
2: yes. Yeah.
0: So anyway, this guy, I mean, his career is going to continue, and he's going to wrestle anywhere he wants. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Basically. yeah.
2: Yeah. And and like you know, I saw a lot of people being like, "Well, what do you think this guy's capable of?" And it's like, I don't think he's selling a house because Calisto was because Samurai Del Sol is being advertised. But fuck you, you. If you're any company, if you're any indie, you call this guy and see if he's going to come onto your show. If you're AAA, if you're CMLL, if you're Ring of Honor, if you're AAW, if you're freelance wrestling, if you're any black label pro, any I mean... They fucking call this guy because he's great. He,
0: he, he <laughs> yeah. fit right in on that on that Ring of Honor roster Absolutely. right now. Absolutely, yeah. Work with. Yeah. You stick him on Dynamite and those wild six mans with uh, Death Triangle and everything. Maybe as a baby face opposite of the. Yeah, Death this Triangle dude's
2: not or... washed. Like this guy is not no. washed. He's still. I mean, yeah. and people forget how young he was when he signed. Like, I think he is still. Let me let me try to get. I don't know if they actually have his his, his actual birthday here. Uh, so okay, so he's thirty. I think he's only thirty four. He's right around my age. So. Yeah, I mean he's probably Cage fine. Cage match has thirty-four. Yeah. Match has okay. Three. Okay. So that might be that might be the official one. So yeah. Dude. You know,
0: Rich, Rich, Rich has been hiding his age lately, so he just slipped there. Oh, it's my age. <laughs> my <own girl." laughs>
2: it's, I've I've been using a range lately. If you if you haven't noticed, you've so. been
0: getting self conscious about it. You're you're hitting that age where you're like, oh, I don't want to tell people how old I am. It's like, I, I get it. Believe me, I get it. You got to kayfabe that after a mm-hmm,
2: while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and for people that are, are are curious too, like this is a dude that came up in like. Windy City Pro Wrestling and like stuff near me like AEW and 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 wrestled everywhere like dude you don't think that this guy isn't gonna relish the opportunity to get back there and and, and try to do stuff like this dude will be working whenever that 90 day is up or whatever this dude's gonna be all over the place so uh and and I'm excited for it I I can't wait
0: yeah it's funny um I made some funny tweet about Ryan Satin and Rosenberg a couple days ago or whatever uh something having to do with uh with, uh, with Bad Bunny or whatever. And somebody quote tweeted us and said, you know, talking about us, saying, it's time that all old white guys stopped <laughs> having a voice in pro wrestling. And here's the thing about that. Ryan Satin and Peter Rosenberg are both older than you. Yes. But they said that we need to go away because we're the old white. And Peter Rosenberg is like my age. Right. And they're both older than you.
2: I listened to Peter Rosenberg on the radio when I was like 15 years old. So that's it. Yeah. So that's not. Just like if you're going
0: to take shots at us, at least make them accurate. Like I understand if you want to take shots at us because we're idiots, but like they're the old white guys in this comparison, you know, like that you've got it backwards. Um, Yeah. I think I responded to that guy.
2: Hey, it's going to be a while because I'm only 34. So like (laughs) I'm not going away anytime soon. So uh still got oh, some energy no, you, so you're screwed
0: you can bet i will be doing this fucking show until i'm 80 with to spite or without that you, guy yeah just to spite that guy and remind him i just turned 80 yeah. and i'm still I'm doing older this show. and
2: i'm whiter than ever and i'm still doing this fucking show dude so absolutely how like that?
0: yes mm-hmm. um and the one other one was uh mojo raleigh
2: <laughs> are you hyped are you are you are you staying hyped about mojo rally on the uh independent wrestling scene.
0: <laughs> I'll say this. I never saw it in Mojo Raleigh ever. Found them very off putting and annoying. But Rob Naylor, who I have a lot of respect for his opinions and his vision, loves the guy and thinks he was a potential superstar. So I always had a little bit of pause because Naylor was super high on him. And Naylor identified a lot of future stars before a lot of other people did. So that I always had in the back of my mind, even though I never saw a thing in Mojo Rawley. Did you ever see anything in Mojo Rawley?
2: I didn't. Yeah, I never I never really did. Yeah. There was brief moments where I was like, hey, this guy's kind of interesting. And then about a minute later, he'd annoy the fuck out of me. And I just wanted <laughs> him to get off my TV screen. So, uh, yeah. no, I, I never quite saw it with him. But uh, I don't know. Professional partier. Um, I guess he could do that if he really wants to. Hang out with Gronk and... Get drunk on boats, I guess, is a good. This dude's not showing up anywhere, right? This is this is it for Rojo.
0: Mojo, I mean, I, again, I don't think
2: he's eating shit and working VXS, you know, next WrestleMania weekend. He's not doing blood sports. I don't, I don't think Mojo's doing anything. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And he pops with, up on you know,
0: like, with all of these guys. It depends how bad they want it. And yeah. again, this is a guy who's like 6'3, 240, 250, good athlete. College football player would it stun you if he pops up on dark?
2: Uh, no, and and I would honestly again similar to Tucker. If I'm AEW, I call this guy and say, okay, let's see what he's. Got. I mean, you do not let a guy that's six three two three hundred pounds with a pro sports background. You don't let that dude walk away without at least giving him a try. And if he shows yeah. up and he's half assed and he doesn't really care, then you'll know. Okay, whatever. But no, I I absolutely call him, have him do some dark matches, see if there's anything there. And if there's not, then okay, there's nothing <laughs> there. He's his heart's not in it. He's not into it. But you might strike. go. I mean, you, 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 they don't make, you know, there's not a whole lot of guys in wrestling with the background that he has. Um. So you got to try it. At least you have to call him. And Hey,
0: look, they in. gave Look, they brought in Cesar Bonani, who I don't think is as talented as Tucker or Mojo Rawley.
1: I would agree. But yeah, Cesar, yeah.
0: But Cesar Bonani looks good on TV. Right. Right. So there's, there's value there. And, you know, he's pushed as a prelim guy. He's, he's there to do TV jobs because he looks good on TV and there's a there's a certain value there. So you bring these guys in and you see if you can find some kind of value in them. There's no harm in that. You know, in giving them a shot. You know, they brought in Tay Conti. How is that working out?
1: Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you strike, it, 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 yeah, there's no reason not to call the guy and at least have him try to do something for you. So, I am yeah. with you Yeah. So you,
0: you know, you, you you give them a chance. You know, you I, if I was a
2: betting man, I would say that uh yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to, you know, be very ambitious about you know hitting the ground running and but i don't know maybe he will prove us wrong you never know
0: yeah and again nwa is always there to keep your name hot or name simmering i don't know if you keep it hot <laughs>
2: yeah. it, it's on low yeah it's on, yeah it's on medium low it's it's ready Burn for whenever rock. you come home that's that's kind of what nwa is so.
0: you got the little simmer burner on your range the one on the back right you're gonna it's
2: have to good. stir it you're gonna have to kind of occasionally stir yeah. it you know Maybe when you take it out, you might have to pop it in the microwave for a little bit just to make sure that it's hot all the way through. But it's 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 there. It's not cold. Do you have that kind of.
0: Do you have that kind of range with the little simmer burner and then oh yeah, it, yeah. Then like the, the front left is like the power burner where you can like you know uh fucking boil the hair off a of fucking hog Yes like with that one but then there's the one on the far like the back right it's the simmer burner yeah we got it's a little like,
2: tiny guy yeah, i put like if i yeah. make mac and cheese that's where that one goes cuz it just kind of simmers there and if i want another bowl of mac and cheese i'll go over there and do it but uh yeah it, it's,
0: it's and it bothers me cuz if my wife cooks she inevitably uses the wrong ones and i'm like you should be using this
2: burner <laughs> right the one that's gigantic and filled with flames is the one you should probably be using instead of
0: she's like i don't care i don't care but okay it's just going to take you twice as long to boil that water then i'm just trying to help you know uh, she's like, you and your stupid burner. Like her whole thing is she will only it's use the, on the... burner. It's you and your burner. Yeah, it's my burners. She will only use the burners on the back because she lives in constant fear that the children are going to knock ah, the burners okay, off. Okay, that,
2: that's, that's kind of fair. I mean, they seem they seem a little wild, so that, that seems fair. So,
0: so it gets on my case if I use the front burners, <laughs> but I'm like, this is the burner I'm supposed to be using. I'm an experienced culinary expert. Please don't tell me what burner to use. You know, that's the kind of things I have to say. Sure, sure. But um, uh, yeah, that's Mojo Raleigh.
2: And that uh, I've refreshed and I believe uh, I believe that is it for the releases. So we'll see. We are told
0: that there could be some NXT cuts.
2: I saw that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But uh, we're told that those would potentially drop tomorrow. That would be on Friday. So we'll see if that, uh, if that is accurate. An
0: industry that. source yes. has told us that uh, NXT cuts may be coming on uh, Don't well, I guess we should cater to the live listeners, right? Tomorrow. Right. They pay the $10.
2: They're better than these fucking freeloaders. So yeah.
0: $10. Jeez, that's oh. no way to talk him into being paid <laughs>
2: well, well, if, if you you're know. a $10 subscriber, we won't insult you ever again, except for we definitely will. So That's right. There you go. So, All right, Joe. We got to do this, but uh, before we get into uh, WrestleMania week, I do have to let you know this uh, episode of the Voice Wrestling Flagship is brought to you also Buy Manscaped the best in men's and women's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. It's trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FLAGSHIP. Again, that's code FLAGSHIP at manscaped.com. They have the best ball hair trimmer ever. The Lawnmower 3.0, their third-generation trimmer, features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. Uh, in addition, the trimmer comes with an LED light and is waterproof, so you can shave in the shower. Uh, As well, the Lumbore 3.0 comes in their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice. You have the Crop Preserver. You got the Crop Reviver. You got everything you need to keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. Also, in that Perfect Package, you get a pair of high-performance boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day, as well as a travel bag. To store all of those grooming goodies. Again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code flagship at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off with the code flagship at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped.com. All right. You ready to get people mad at us?
0: Oh, what timing? I went and took a piss. And as soon as I put the headset back on, you said, are there you ready you go. For people to get mad at us? You ready Beautiful. for people to get mad at us? Do you know one time in 2014 or 15, I took... I couldn't hold it. I was prairie dogging. I took the laptop and the microphone into the bathroom and took a dump while we recorded a show. Did you know that? So I, I uh,
2: you know, I did know that. And I, I used to actually do that as well. Back in the, uh, the, the early, early Voice of Wrestling flagship days yeah. when I would wear a headset. Uh, mm-hmm. Similar to what you do I, would do, I would do the same thing where you're there. I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't, he's probably not going to, as long as I don't flush. If I mute when I flush, like he'll never yeah. know. Like it's gonna sound the same. And and uh, I used to do that pretty often, but now with the mic days, I I, I just have to wait until the end. So.
0: Pretty often you would shit. Uh
2: you know, honestly, good. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was more often than you probably think. So it's pretty yeah. comfortable. I, I I do my best thinking while in the uh, in the shower and, and, and while I'm shitting. So yeah, that the, the some of our most provocative shows were probably done while I was uh while I was a uh, on, on the toilet thinking of you know what's going on and.
0: Man, I did it once and thought I was being edgy. You <laughs> did it a lot. I did it a show. lot. Yeah. That's crazy. The one the one thing I was afraid of while I was shitting while doing the show was that echo effect you get in the bathroom, right? When I would talk, I'm like, Oh, he's gonna know I'm taking a shit because I'm gonna talk and it's gonna echo because you're gonna get that bathroom echo. But um now that I know that you have shit multiple times while recording the show. Well, this I
2: is years this ago. Thing. This is years ago. This is back in, 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 I'm sure we were Early echoey anyway. I'm world. sure I had a USB, I had a USB headset in that old apartment. I'm sure it was echoey yeah. as fuck no matter what. So it didn't matter. And like, that's when in those days is when the nurses was working nights. So there was a chance that she was probably not home at all. So every door was, I didn't have to even close the door. So you probably didn't even know I was in the bathroom. You know what I mean?
0: May have been pre nurse even could have been, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, there's probably some pre flagships where I was taking some dumps. So, yeah, yeah, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So there you go. Next that's top Joe top and Rich
2: top. shit while they talk about wrestling. Good, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. WrestleMania weekend. Again, as we said, we are not going to talk about actual WrestleMania. Uh, night one and night two, you can listen to the Voices of Wrestling uh, flagship. Instant reaction live on uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling or VoicesofWrestling.com slash Patreon. That is an hour and a half on both nights. Uh, night one and night two, we did instant reactions immediately following those shows. So if you want our, all of our thoughts uh, on WrestleMania, that is where you'll get it. Instead, today we're going to talk about the indies uh, as well as uh, NXT that we watched uh, over the last weekend. What we saw, every we're going to talk at least about every show, but we're going to, some of us saw, we, you know, I think I watched almost everything, but there was a few shows that I missed. There's a few shows that you watched that I didn't see. So so we'll we'll, we'll touch on every single show, but I don't know that we're going to review every show with with, you know, a ton of uh, thought, and and and. Nor do I really want to. With a lot of the stuff that I have. Here's personally. the
0: thing. Here's the thing. There were a billion shows, and we don't know which shows the other guy watched yet. So we're just gonna talk about all of them. We might come across a show or two where neither one of us. Yeah, we watched go. Eh, it. I
2: don't watch it. it. Did you watch it? Nah, and then we move on. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Like ICW
2: Volume Eleven, then and now, I think will probably be a pretty quick segment, as far as I know. But I don't know. Maybe Joe watched that show and loved it. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll find out. Uh, anyway. I mean,
0: overall thoughts though. Yeah. I mean, not good.
2: Not good. No, it really, really wasn't. I mean, we we said this when we when we first talked about IWTV showing up at WrestleMania weekend. Thank God that they were there, because uh, this weekend would have been dire without IWTV. Without I, I, I they re- and, and they didn't they didn't they didn't bat a thousand. <laughs> you know, they there were definitely some stuff that I did not like on IWTV, but man, oh man, without them. This would have been a dire week. I mean, this is a weekend of like a few shows, a few matches here and there that I even could tolerate. But uh, the GCW offerings, the collective offerings were, by horrendous. and large, absolutely fucking horrendous. Yeah, just just yeah. terrible production values, terrible commentary, fucking people puking in the ring, people getting heat stroke. 10 people in the crowd. It's just uh, just absolutely a fucking disaster for a lot. I mean, there was some that really landed, and we'll talk about those shows. There was a few GCW shows that I really really liked among my favorite shows the entire weekend, but by and large, like, you know, 75% of it was 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 pretty embarrassing to see.
0: GCW's trashiness, which used to be part of their charm, isn't charming anymore. It's just trashy. You just feel like you're watching a trashy, garbage, low-level product. I know that sounds harsh, but that's how it comes across. And a lot of it is the commentary. I mean, I know that they probably don't care. And it's a shame that they don't. Because what they don't realize is that their commentary is so bad. And so unprofessional. And look, Rich, I don't need Dick Enberg in the booth. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But you've got to raise the standard a little bit. You can't just have two guys who sound like they're drunk, you know, cursing and... And I'm no prude. Um, I could deal with an f-bomb now and then, but it's just unprofessional trash, which not only drags down your own product and makes you come across like, like it's just uh, like it's backyard bullshit. But because GCW and they didn't ask for this necessarily, but because GCW is the highest profile indie out there right now, it drags down all of indie wrestling when the leader. When the quote-unquote leader is presenting such a trashy, garbage product to the public,
2: absolutely. And 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 one of the issues too, and 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 we always we always you know bring up this ECW GCW comp, which is not fair at all. Because not it, fair it, at all. But and this is this is a big reason why is because I think we see what what has now happened over the last few years is that people watch ECW and similar to what they did with ECW back in the day as well is they say, oh, okay, well that's what we should do. We, we need to take this part of ECW and that's what uh, that is popular and that's what people like or whatever. And and the problem would what happened with, and the same thing happened with ECW many, many years ago, is people saw hardcore matches and trash and that sort of stuff and said, ah, that's what ECW is, so we're going to do that. And that spawns your XPWs and your CZWs and your Juggalo Champion shit wrestlings and stuff. You know what I mean? And it, it, it spawned a lot of those companies, which is Like whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not exactly what ECW was. Like you guys took one aspect of ECW and decided that that was the aspect that was successful, and that was, and that's not the case. Like ECW was successful for a multitude of reasons. That wasn't just hardcore wrestling and 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 raunchiness and all that sort of stuff. Like deep down, there was parts of ECW that 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 were not that that were very successful that made it reach the highs that it reached. And unfortunately what you're seeing now is a lot of copycats that, that look at GCW and say, Oh, well we need to have a screaming ring announcer and a bunch of trash bag, you know, dirt bags doing our commentary and acting like this is all a bunch of a a big ha ha and a big laugh or whatever. And that they're taking all of what made GCW get to this point in the first place. They're taking all of that and, 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 and taking the wrong examples from that and taking the wrong things out of that and saying, Oh, well we need to do more of that when, when no, you, you don't. There's, there's aspects of GCW that worked, that were good that got them to this level and 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 the least of it is having your announcers be drunk and scream and 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 say oh fuck yeah bro oh hell yeah bro oh fucking hell yeah man oh man it's just like god it's it, after a weekend of it it's like shut the fuck up jesus christ call a move like god
0: i mean you know gill at one point in the booth when too cold scorpio was coming to the ring at three thirty in the morning uh, there were some fans like dancing in the aisle and he's like if i were in the crowd i'd be marking out dancing too and 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 if you don't like it then you can suck my fucking dick <laughs> it's, it's like so annoying is that necessary like i it, who enjoys this who enjoys that know. kind of commentary you know and again we're not prudes but what's the point of that kind of commentary like what does that achieve right you're
2: not what, what is the benefit um, tell me the benefit of of you acting like a fucking frat bro on, on commentary like what what is yeah, the benefit he's of a 40,
0: that? he's a 40 he's a 40 year old man behaving like an 18 year old You know, it's I don't understand the benefit of of that kind. But it it just it hurts the shows. It hurts all of indie wrestling, Um, you know, and and it's like. With no Gabe promotion or no, you know, WWN uh, venue, no Ring of Honor, no WrestleCon, no fly ins. You're left with Game Changer Wrestling and the collective being the face of this thing and it really exposed a lot of their flaws and what they really are.
1: Right, it's, and, it's and
2: like, we've, we've said this for, I don't want to interrupt you, but you, you kind of alluded to it a little bit before. Like, we've always said yeah. that they didn't really ask for this. They de facto became the top indie. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, it kind of stinks. It's not their fault. They've been doing the same dirtbag bullshit for years or whatever. It's just like, you know, I, I think they've turned the volume up a little bit more, but it, it, it speaks more to the, the state of the indies versus the state of GCW. It's, it, it's a shame that they've become the de facto top indie when in actuality, they, they shouldn't be. They should be the fourth indie. They should be the third they should indie. Be
0: the, the, they should be the trashy alternative. That's what they should be. And that's what they were. But, they, but due to attrition and the pandemic and a number of other factors, now they're the most high-profile thing on a weekend like this. And they're not equipped to be that.
2: No, they're, they're not. And it's actually interesting. I went back and listened to our 2019 uh, review or our preview when we got very much in trouble from a lot of people. And, and, and yeah. y- we were saying, I remember I, I, I got the exact quote. I was actually going to put it in the, uh, uh, the preview that I did uh, on, on the flagship feed, you know, the eight-hour preview or whatever, the three-part preview of you and I saying like, "Hey, I'm, we're glad that GCW is here because they've added some you know juice to this WrestleMania weekend and it had some some fun aspect." But that that and and I don't and like if people brought that up and would say, "Oh, well, now you hate GCW," it's like, "Well, yeah, because they were the trashy alternative. They were the right. okay. I've watched you know my Zack Saber Jr. Will Osprey." Uh, Let's see what GCW is doing. It's fucking, you know, Joey Janela and and, a hundred of his friends all drinking beers and having a good like it was a great alternative to all this stuff. Okay, I'm done with the normal wrestling. It's midnight. What are these assholes doing? And they're everyone's smoking weed and getting drunk and having fun. It was like, okay, this is kind of fun and interesting. But when you're smoking weed and getting drunk and and, and, and being a trash bag alternative and then running 12 hours a day, it it starts to wear a little thin after a while. So,
0: yeah, it just wasn't good wrestling um, at all from that venue. Um No, I do think Spring Break was probably the most entertaining top to bottom show because it had the big crowd and it had the big blow-off match and all of that. And there's more effort put into Spring Break. Right? So naturally, and then Bloodsport because it's the different concept and you had Moxley Barnett, which was a huge match and again, you had the big crowd. None of their other shows drew a fucking anything. I mean, the rest of their shows had 50 people there at best. Some of the shows had like 10, 20 people, you know, and bad wrestling and wrestlers trying to fight through the heat. Um, You know, it used to be, too, that spring break was the wild renegade show that ran at two in the morning. But now spring break is in this position of being the marquee show of the weekend. It's not supposed to be that.
1: No, it's it supposed to be
0: the trash bag
2: midnight that. show. Yeah, it's now yeah, it's just, moved to, you know, it, 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 it used to start at 2 a.m. because it was supposed to start at midnight and everybody was too drunk or everybody was coming out and then they're like, all right, here we go. And then it's, it goes from 2 to 5 a.m. or whatever. And then this year it's on 8 p.m. It's like the charter show of the entire
0: weekend. Right. And, and because Gabe isn't there and Ring of Honor's not there and WrestleCon's not there and there's no fly-ins. And it's like now all of these, everything that, did show up is like bumped up a notch the collective is the highlight hub of the weekend spring break is the marquee show of the weekend where it literally used to be the midnight show on like saturday or friday or whatever and it's like the all ult- the, the wacky okay let's turn our brains off and just watch some dumb shit and Janela would tell you that's what it was meant to be no that's what he wanted you know, it to be yeah it was going, supposed yeah. to be
2: a trash bag dumb shit show at midnight at
0: <laughs> but now it's like the highlight show of the weekend and it's like i thought mike spears made a great point. Like. Now the VSX show is kind of in that spring break mode, like where it was the last show of the night and it was just total insanity. And it's like, you know, Game Changer just can't be what they're in a position to be in, in the indie uh, scene. They just, they're not equipped to be that. They're just not. Um, and as far as IWTV, look, their shows would have been the same whether all of those other promotions showed up, whether it was a pandemic or not. That is, like, the fourth or fifth string hub, which is where they want to be, honestly.
2: Right. And they where... didn't aspire to be anything more than, the, than, yes. than than what they were. Yeah.
0: And under normal circumstances, that's the kind of venue where if everyone would have been here, you wouldn't have watched any of their shows live. But those are the shows where people would have said later, hey, you got to go back and watch that action show. You got to go back and watch Family Reunion. You got to go back and watch uh, whatever the fuck. But – in this scene, it got bumped into this number two position that it didn't ask to be in, you know? Because there was only two hubs this year. I'm, I'm throwing fake GCW aside. They don't count. Um, So, you know, it just, it, it was... I would say since the term WrestleMania weekend became a thing, this was easily the worst one, and it's not even particularly close. It just, that doesn't mean there wasn't good stuff. I thought Daniel Garcia... Was a highlight of the entire weekend. I thought he was the clear standout, and if you want to hand out like an MVP or something, it'd be him.
2: Oh, and I don't I, even think I don't even think there's another contender. And 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 you know the two coming in, were Daniel Garcia is one that we mentioned, and Lee Moriarty is one we mentioned. We'll talk about Lee. Uh, he was snake bitten by a lot of stuff uh, throughout the weekend as well, but I don't think that even ultimately he he really delivered. And he was trying to kind of tell a story throughout the weekend or whatever, and it was fine. He was he was pretty good, but you know Daniel Garcia, I think, without even. I don't even think there's a contender. I think he blew everybody away. Everything that I saw him do, and he was in a ton of different shows and a ton of different, you know, styles. He was fucking tremendous all weekend. He was great. Really, really
0: great. Lee Moriarty, I do feel bad for him. to some. I mean, look, he was the clear MVP of the collective in Indianapolis. I think that is fair to say. When the collective was in Indianapolis, that was the Lee Moriarty show. He was phenomenal. He had like three of the four best matches or whatever. This weekend, he really was snake bitten. Um, what, he was wrestling opponents that were well below his skill level that, that can't do the things that he can do. He had opponents who no showed. He had opponents who uh, got heat stroke and vomited admitted into the match. He wrestled, uh, I think the Rich Swan match was where there was miscommunication between the wrestlers and the referee and there was yep. a botched three count. Mm-hmm. Every step of the way, Lee Moriarty ran into some snake bit bad luck bullshit.
2: Well, and And, also a guy that unfortunately is probably too good for the scene that he's in, and that's an absolute fucking shit show of a scene. So yeah, when he finally
0: got in there, yeah, and when he finally got in there with an opponent of his caliber, there was a referee fucking thing, right? You know, in the Swan match, and it's like, so you know, and, and and like you like you alluded to too, he attempted to tell a weekend long story with the injured ribs, which is cool as fuck, but he didn't have good opponents, and. And some of the matches he was booked for didn't even happen. And he really just had a sneak. I can't even blame the weekend. Look, none of that's his fault. I mean, maybe the, 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 the botch with the ref was the wrestler's fault because they didn't kick out. Because the ref really got hung out to dry there. So one of those situations where the ref knows it's not the finish, but the wrestlers don't kick out. Mm-hmm. So the ref doesn't know what to do. You know, And, and I, I always feel so bad for referees when they're in that spot. This is why WWE and I don't know the AEW policy, but in WWE they tell them to call it like a shoot because they don't want the referee to look like a goof, uh, you know. And it's like I think that should be the norm everywhere. Just tell yeah, or at least
2: yeah, like or shoot. or whatever. When the when when the doors open, when the referees are there, you say okay, call it. You know, just have a, 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 a every company has to establish okay, call it like a shoot or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I would always tell the referees just call it like a shoot, and if the guys fuck up, they fuck up. But don't lose your credibility because it's, it's much worse when they do the one, two, three, and then they go, ah, and like, one of the wrestlers has to say, no, that's the finish. And they go, okay, yeah, ring the bell. Like, yeah, it just makes it so worse. And, that, and that's what happened in that on, match. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah,
0: and especially match. on the indies, just call it, like, a shoot because the finishes really ultimately don't matter. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's like it even matters less at that level where you could just just count the fucking pin. But, um but yeah, his weekend was just was just snake bit. And the other guy I wanted to mention before we go through the cards was JTG. I thought thought he looked great.
2: Oh, he was good. Yeah, I forgot to mention him. He was um, really, really good.
0: This is a guy who's like looking for another run, brother, because I mean, physically he looked phenomenal and he wasn't afraid to muck it up. I mean, he, he did that light tube thing with Dr. Cube and. That's one of the most memorable things of this entire weekend to me. That's like one of the few matches I'll remember from this weekend like forever. I'll always remember that JTG-Dr. Cube match on the VSX show. Which again was very Spring Break-esque kind of match. That's what that show was. It was kind of like the replacement for Spring Break. Because Spring Break was more of just a, like we said, a, the marquee show of the weekend. As opposed to being the crazy side show. But I thought JTG was impressive the entire weekend. and looked great. Um, and outside of that, I mean, in in terms, oh, Kevin Koo, Kevin Koo, a guy who I've been critical of at times. I haven't liked him in MLW, but to be fair, I think MLW gets the worst out of everyone. Um, I thought Kevin Koo had an excellent weekend. He had the great match against Daniel Garcia. I thought the Finn Juice versus Violentist Forever match was, was fantastic. Way better than I thought it was going to be. And I think that Kevin Koo is in the best shape that I've ever seen him in and was one of the more interesting wrestlers on the weekend, too.
2: I agree. Yeah, his look has definitely improved, both both what his gear, uh, both, I think, his in-ring bell-to-bell. Uh, bell, I think he's in better shape than he was a, a year or so ago. No, I, I'm with you as well. I, I was very impressed. I don't think he's my MVP of the weekend. I don't think he's anywhere near Daniel Garcia, but but he is worth mentioning. He was a guy that, that I have been critical of before. I haven't quite seen it out of him, but this is the weekend where I was like, oh, okay, this guy, there's something there. There's definitely, definitely something there, and I finally saw what other people see uh, yeah, uh in him so yeah i think he had a, he had a damn good weekend too uh, every pretty much every match that i saw him in uh, i was pretty impressed by him uh as far as dom we'll talk about Dama in a little bit i guess but uh, uh
0: i i think that um the
2: look department is going backwards for uh for one dom green yeah that's all i'll say so
0: um and in terms of do you have anyone you wanted to highlight before i tell you who i thought was two people um. who i would highlighting as <laughs> being terrible and then we could do the shows
2: I'm trying to think of anybody else that really stood out to me. Anything
0: stood out for you? A theme? Anything?
2: So I would say one of the themes that I I, I, did—I really did like—watching the independent wrestling TV shows, especially the family reunion shows. There was a lot of guys that that I hadn't, you know, ever—not necessarily ever—not not 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 seen before, but maybe saw them only like once or twice, or only seen them a few times. There was a few guys. Let me—I'm trying to get all the names here uh, that I had. So there was Mysterious Q and Ryan Davidson that was on night two. Uh, I really liked yeah. what, what those guys did. Uh, Alex Kane, I want to say. I want to shout him out. from. Uh, 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 he's a, just a monster of a man. Uh, he was really awesome. Brian Keith was was pretty good as well. So there was a lot of, like, you know, and especially a lot of these dudes that Ended up, you know, either not working for for the culture or, or or you know being there for the weekend. But it's it, you know, it just makes that show kind of look like weird when they're like, hey, "There's these guys that are really really good that apparently can't make uh, the, the for the culture show." But I think most of those guys did show up on that show. Uh, but I would say the IWTV, there was a bunch of dudes that I had never seen before uh, that that did stand out to me that I really enjoyed. But yeah, probably uh, Brian Keith, Alex Kane were guys that I thought. You know, did they do a ton on this night to make me go, oh, my God, they're ready to go. These guys are great. Not really, but guys that I thought were were, were solid enough. Uh, Mysterious Q, uh, who, who was pretty cool as well. Ryan Davidson, who I thought was, was pretty solid, too. Oh, I completely forgot about this guy. We do have to shout him out. Cabana Man Dan. You had always been telling me that. You, you've been telling me for months now. Yeah, I got to check out Cabana Man Dan. Dude, that dude got himself in some shape. He's got a good look. He's got a beard. He grew his hair out. Dude, he's awesome. He looks really, really good. And he was always a decent worker, but he always just kind of looked like a dork. That dude looks awesome now. So, yeah, all, all credit to Cabana Man Dan. This is 2021 is Cabana Man Dan's year. He was really good on this weekend.
0: So Cabana Man Dan used to do a gimmick where he was like a cabana boy. Right, right, like, right. Um, you know, the traditional cabana boy. He's kind of altered his gimmick to where he's like a, uh, I guess, a guy on a deserted island. Like, a, um, I don't know how to describe it. I guess um, like a castaway. Right, isn't that what he? I think yeah, he himself, yeah. It yeah. was his
2: Twitter account is Castaway CMD. So yeah, he's he's officially a castaway. So.
0: so he's got like a he's he's updated his look and he looks a little cooler now as opposed to like this kind of very indie uh Cabana Boy gimmick. But his problem was never his wrestling. I mean, he's he's just a, he's just an excellent wrestler. Yeah, and always has been. I mean, you know, especially in regards to like selling. If he's in a tag match and he's on the babyface side. You know, he's going to be the face in peril and you know, he's going to do a great job taking that beating for the hot tag. I mean, you know, but uh, definitely an unheralded guy. Who's always a standout on some of those Southern indie shows. So um, uh, I'm glad you got to take an extended look at him and kind of see what I see.
2: Yeah. Cause but, I was, I, I I knew of him and I'd seen some matches, but it was always like the gimmick is so dorky and so lame or whatever. But yeah, it, it's pretty damn cool these days. So uh, I, I, I'm i glad I mentioned him. I had him in my notes and, 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 and completely forgot about him. Oh, one more thing, one more team I got to put over here: Iron Beast, KTB, and Shane Mercer. How awesome are those guys? They come out, the bell rings, they're strong. they're righted up. If they're not, I hope they are. Get righted up, and they just come out and they maul and they destroy and they kill and then they win. And their name is Iron Beast, and that's so much cooler than every other tag team that's that's on the on the on the scene these days. Iron Beast fucking rocks. KTB, Shane Mercer. Shane Mercer did something on, I believe it was spring break. Uh, Yeah, it was spring break. Did something I have, the most athletic thing I've ever seen in a pro wrestling match ever. Did you see that spot that he did on on spring break?
0: I I didn't see the match, but I saw the spot on on a million different he, So so
2: he, I think it's Eric Ryan or Bobby Beverly. It doesn't matter. It's another human being. That's all you need to know. It's another human being. Shane Mercer grabs this guy lifts him up he's on he he bring. he's he's grabbing him he walks up to the top rope he lifts the guy above his head he like presses the guy above his head again this is another human being by the way that is being this is being done to not a child not Starboy charlie this is another human adult man and then he 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 does like a, a some sort of flipping like body slam type thing or whatever doesn't miss a beat and then li- then gets up on his knees and lifts the guy up again. So KTB comes in and like hits him with a Laird or whatever. It was like, oh my you, god,
0: you can't do justice to this spot. You have to
2: watch it. I. It is. It is the most physically impressive thing I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. It is.
0: I, I don't think Rich is exaggerating either. It was. Inc- it was. It just. You couldn't unreal. do this with a pillow,
2: Joe. If I gave you a pillow, you couldn't do this.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. It was <laughs> so with another human yeah. being, like. Yeah.
2: Lifting him above his head multiple times, flipping off the top rope, and then lifting him again in, in perfect motion too. You got to look this up. I think I if you want to go to our Twitter account, you can scroll and scroll and scroll. But I think I I I start the tweet up by saying this is the most physically impressive thing I've ever seen in a wrestling match ever. And that that you know, yeah. any flip dive, anything anything ever. I mean, this is just unbelievable what he was doing. So yeah, I am all in on Iron Beast. More Iron Beasts, less Oreo speed wagons. Not only because of the sex pest stuff, but also. Because Oreo Speedwagon and and the
0: is a dumb f- name
2: is a dumb name. More Iron Beasts, Iron more KTBs, Beast. more Shane Mercer's. Yes.
0: Okay, so as you can see, we're being fair. We pointed out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, twenty minutes, good. twenty stuff minutes of, of of
2: stuff we liked. So, all right.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna kill a couple of of yeah. people here. I just I, I, I have to, I've got to be listen. Rich, Jordan Oliver. <laughs> I saw
2: Jordan I Oliver. Mean, Russell? Did he was it was was Jordan Oliver on this weekend?
0: Once or twice, <laughs> did um, he show up a few
2: times. Oh, okay.
0: I'm counting now. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, he wrestled eight matches, and I saw every one of them. So there's no
2: way he only wrestled eight. I saw seven, and I did not watch every single show.
0: Well, I mean, if you watch the Acid Cups, you saw most of them. So it's yeah, it's. I did. Here's the thing. This guy wrestled eight times. I saw eight matches, and I'm not trying to be mean, but he never improves he's not good at all and i have no earthly clue what any of these promoters see in him and why he not only gets booked on these shows but gets pushed i understand it's a it's a depleted scene how is this guy like a pushed commodity now i will say this he has a following so maybe that answers my question but that's just more that's just like proof that if you push anyone they're going to get over with someone you know what I mean? You could push anyone and they're going to get over with some. If you constantly tell people someone's a star, some of those people are going to believe you. Okay, so I guess I do understand why he gets pushed and I understand it's a depleted scene. And I know I always preface my Jordan Oliver burials with it has nothing to do with him as a person. In fact, he's one of the people on Twitter who I think takes criticism better than anyone. He lets it roll right off his back. People kill him constantly on Twitter and his reaction is always the same people can say what they want. They're allowed to have an opinion. I'm just going to work hard. I respect the shit out of that. I, I believe that he works hard. I believe he wants to be great at this. I believe he wants to be a star. But Rich, it just isn't... It, there's nothing there. And, and you got to watch this guy wrestle eight times on a weekend like this. Rich, he wrestled eight matches, and I'm looking at all eight of them now, and none of them cracked two stars. And some of them were among the worst matches of the entire weekend. One of them was the worst match of the weekend. And I'm going to use that as a transition into my next point. And unfortunately, the next person I have to bury beneath the earth. I saw a wrestler on this weekend who might be the worst pushed wrestler I have ever seen in my almost 40 years of watching pro wrestling. And think about all of the horrendous pushed pro wrestlers that have come along the way and all the different places that I watch and the ground that that covers rich Edith surreal is the worst pushed pro wrestler I have ever seen in my life. You want to talk about not understanding how someone gets booked this Edith surreal cannot get out of her own way. I mean the, the the Jordan Oliver Edith surreal match, you will not see a worse pro wrestling match between two trained pro wrestlers in your life. You won't. It doesn't get any worse. Yeah, and not it, counting. And Joe is really not re-
2: exaggerating. I mean, there were multiple times in this match where there was the stop, look at each other, what are we gonna do? Oh, I'll do this move, and then you do this move, and then they stop again and go well. Just multiple times in this match. I mean, that this, this, far and away the worst match of the entire weekend between these two.
0: Oh my god! And listen, um. Here's the thing about Edith Surreal. I've seen Edith Surreal wrestle as a still life with apricot pears. And to be fair, she was never this bad until, the, like, maybe this was just a really bad weekend. This was a
2: terrible weekend because I, I, I've seen her in some stuff that I have enjoyed, but this weekend I've brutal. never
0: been a fan.
2: No, 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 it, no, no. no. I, I've never said that she should be, like, the top indie, you know, no, no, no. But I've seen stuff where I, I, I've said, okay, yeah, she's solid, but this weekend was, it was not a good weekend for her at all.
0: It's, I mean, Edith Surreal was so over her head in there with Lee Moriarty, and it was obvious. Like, they don't belong in the same ring. You know, and that's like, you know, I, I've never seen Lee Moriarty have a more average match than that. And the Jordan Oliver match was just fucking horrendous. I mean, I can't, I don't have the proper adjectives to describe how bad this match. It was just, it was literally one of the worst matches I've ever I can't think of many matches I've seen with real wrestlers, not gimmicks, not celebrities, not it's bad. uh, It's supposed to be bad. That was as as bad as this from just everything they tried failed. They tried shit that was way over both of their heads. It completely fell apart. I understand it's 90 degrees with a humidity of fucking 150%. I get it. But everyone was dealing with it. This was so bad. And, And look, the gimmick whole like living art thing and the entrance is kind of cool with i don't know if you saw the entrance for the um uh, the match where there's like a bunch of easels yeah
2: yeah 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 I, did, artwork. I, did see that. I forget that was uh what the hell show was that I, I i did see that one um
0: so then at the end after they they the camera pans to all the different easels with the art the last one is an empty frame and surreal is standing behind it and then comes through the frame mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I get the gimmick and it's creative, right? I think there was
2: but a family there's... reunion. I I I think if people want to see that, one of the, one of the family reunions. shows. Oh, it, the, it was against it was against it was against Moriarty. Yeah, it was to build up to yeah. the the IWTV uh, uh independent wrestling TV independent title.
0: But she stinks. Yeah,
2: then it, then it was, it was mean, a lot of pomp and circumstance, and then the bell rang, and then well, the bell rang. The, so
0: the offense, like the strikes, like nothing looks th- this is the problem with Edith Surreal. Nothing she does looks like it hurts. None of the holds, none of the strikes. It's like the thing you talk about, like. I don't know. It's just awful. Right.
2: There's if you're going to do no- that, you got to be a flyer. You know what I mean? You either have to, you, you got to have something you, you, if your strikes aren't going to look good, you got to be a high flyer. If your strikes don't look good, you got to be a submission wrestler. If your strikes don't look good, you, you got to be technical. You can't be kind of like, okay. At a lot of stuff and not very good at most of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's got to be a lane. And I I know that, uh, you know, she fancies herself as a little bit more of like a kind of a technical wrestler. I didn't see it this weekend. If that's if that's good. what you're going for, then I good. might want to find something else. Because um, now, look,
0: it might be Jordan Oliver's fault in that match. Because I I don't I don't you know no one considers him fucking you know uh, name your grappler of choice. I mean nobody thinks that
2: Billy uh, Robinson. <laughs> He's no
0: Yeah, Jordan Oliver is not replacing Jonathan Gresham in the Pure Division anytime soon. I understand no. that. Okay, but so you know maybe you could chalk it up to that. But against Lee Moriarty, I saw nothing. Yeah. Um. I just this, this is not. Outside of the gimmick, which is creative, I, I, I know this sounds mean. I honestly don't understand how this person gets booked. I, I don't. Um, and as far as Jordan Oliver goes, I mean, in a full, vibrant scene, I think that Jordan Oliver is someone who's still working small shows that don't make tape and maybe pre show matches on your bigger shows. It's not Jordan Oliver's fault that the scene stinks. But I also and I get that the promotions don't have a lot to choose from and that he is popular by the standards of today's indie wrestling, because I don't think any of these people outside of Nick Gage and maybe one or two people I'm forgetting draw Nick Gage is an indie draw. Yeah, I think oh, that's fair. Yeah, to say. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think anybody else is Janela when he shows up, but Janela, I consider a major league wrestler. Now I don't count him anymore because he's on national TV with a contract. So you can't count like, yeah, you can't count Moxley. I mean, that doesn't, you can count that if you want, but as far as people without contracts, there's Nick Gage, and then who else? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Am I forgetting someone? I don't think I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you think people? I mean, maybe Leo Rush. I don't. I do people yeah, tickets? I don't to know if I'm Leo buying Rush? a
2: ticket. I mean, I like having. A, he's another guy like we mentioned, like with Kalisto and all those guys. Like you're. You know, you're, you're not upset that he's on the card, but you're not buying a ticket because he's on the card. You know, they're the like, kind
0: of people where you want to see a bunch of those people on a card, then you're buying a
2: ticket. Right, right. Like a Chris yeah. Dickinson's, I think, right on the edge of that. Oh, but yeah, I don't, there's
0: another one. Yeah, yeah. I don't
2: know he's that like, I'm like 100% buying a show because he's on it, but it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, he's, he's on the show. That's cool. Um, but if Nick
0: Gage is in a grudge match, you're buying it. Oh, to for see sure. That
2: match. Yeah, yeah. Spring Break was oh. a no doubt I was going to watch that. I was going to do anything I could to watch that main event with, with, with him. Yeah, he's that guy. Uh, there's a few other guys like that, but yeah, it, 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 really not many. No, there, there really is not.
0: And Jordan Oliver, I mean, again, he's 21, which, again, is why I feel bad. But it's like not all of this is his fault that he's in the position he's in. He's not going to tell them, don't push me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so I get it. And, and he's 21. I mean, he's a kid. He may end up being great. I don't fucking know. But, man, having to watch him eight times
1: it was a lot
2: yeah yeah he really dragged I mean that acid cup like for a multitude of reasons that acid cup I mean was was one of my most anticipated things of the entire weekend and ended up being maybe the worst thing I saw the entire weekend with with you start out with the 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 first night of the first day or whatever and we're, we're going a little out of well I guess we're not going totally totally out of order here but that was on that Thursday and it starts out with you know the first two guys get in the ring and They're fucking sweating buckets and it's sunny and then we have this guy getting replaced by this guy and then... J.J. Garrett's puking and then Jordan Oliverney it's real having the match and it's fucking terrible and then it's just this guy doesn't show up and that guy didn't show up and this guy's puking and it's just like what are we doing like there's guys dying a heat like f- passing out because of heat stroke and stuff and it's like Jesus Christ what is going on with this thing and and that acid cup never got on track the entire weekend I mean that what a disappointment when you look at the names that were that were announced for that thing. And what it ended up being. It just, ah, well, why
0: do we do Let's go through the shows. Why don't we do that? Let, let's do
2: that. So, do you want to take over at the end? We'll, we'll shelf take over and, 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 and kind of have that as a separate thing at the end.
0: Yeah, we'll, just, we'll do take over after the indie stuff.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, we'll, so we'll start with the, uh, the first indie thing that, that popped up, uh, G, D Generation F. That was on the Thursday. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd's D Generation F. Did you, uh, did you watch most of, all of, or some of this show?
0: I watched it at the same time as the IWTV show that was going on at the same time. Um, there was a Nolan Edward, Daniel Garcia match that was pretty good. Um, nothing worth, you know, you don't need to go out of your way to see it, but it it, it wasn't bad. Um, there was a Jordan Oliver, Everett Connors match that was just the absolute shits. Connors is another guy I do not get. Um, that's the easy con guy on Twitter. He just, I don't get the gimmick. Like I get the gimmick, but I don't think it's a good gimmick unless it's a heel gimmick. Here's what I would do with Jordan Oliver and Everett Connors. I would absolutely 100% book Both of those guys, if I ran an indie, but they would be heel trolls, they would be be special K. They'd
2: be special K 2021 (laughs) is how I would book them for sure.
0: Special K PG 13. Remember PG 13? Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of course.
0: PG 13 would get pushed in Memphis, but whenever they came to ECW, WCW, WWE, what were they? They were heel trolls who did nothing but bump for baby faces because they were hateable. I would book Jordan Oliver and Everett Connors as the new PG 13, just heel trolls uh you know the, the 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 baby faces you can't wait for them to get their hands on them that's the role i would give them on my show these guys get pushed as like top baby faces and they're not good and and the gimmicks aren't conducive to that either uh, at least in connor's case i don't know it was horrible um and there wasn't much else of note as i as i looked down the uh, the cards so that was uh that was the yeah uh, the main
2: event was starboy charlie and jimmy lloyd and it was uh
0: it is not a it a Jimmy
2: mash. Lloyd stinks <laughs> Jimmy Lloyd is not good, he's funny but he's not a good pro wrestler uh, at all In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark Until now Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club Off again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net, arena club.com slash VOW net for ten percent off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh acid cup night one, day one. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this show because uh, so many things happened over the course of of Lee Moriarty had a, a, an opponent that puked, JJ J. Garrett.
0: Well, he had an opponent who didn't show up, and then an opponent. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. Yes. 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 His replacement. Yeah. So he ended up wrestling JJ Garrett, who had heat stroke and vomited, and they had to call the match off. Yeah. Lovely. Um. There was a there was a uh, uh, another match that got called off too. It was um. Was that on this show or the next one? I think one? that Aramis may have been. wasn't on this one, I don't think. Because Arez wrestled Aramis on this one. Oh, Dragon Bane wrestled. No, it was Canis Lupus, uh, El Heal Canis Lupus. That wasn't this show. That was Degeneration F. Yeah, yeah. On Degeneration F, Canis Lupus legitimately knocked out um, uh, Gino Medina, and they had to stop that match. And then the very next show on the acid cup, JJ Garrett vomited and they had to stop that match.
2: Oh, and at the end of the six man and- scramble, some guy got knocked out as well and they had to carry him uh, out of the ring in the opener. So yeah, <laughs> the G generation F had a, the body count of GCW after two shows was pretty damn high already of, of guys that either got concussions or got heat stroke. Uh, so yeah, not great. It was a <laughs> an ominous start to the weekend.
0: Some of these Acid Cup first round matches weren't bad. Arez versus Aramis, those guys wrestle all the time and it's always good. I've reviewed their matches before. They had a good match. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, Laredo Kid and Braden Lee was fine. Uh, Dragon Bane and KTB was fine. Mm-hmm. Jordan, this was the show with Jordan Oliver and Edith Surreal, which was one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then some of it kind of just existed. So, um, and, and the Acid Cup shows were really hurt by the fact that I mean, they literally had twenty people at them at best.
2: There were some pathetic crowds, yeah, but really, really pathetic crowds. And 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 we'll talk about this next show uh, here as we're talking about GCW, and then we'll move over to IWTV, which you know we're, we're going we're going to group them by the the companies as well. But yeah. Bloodsport Six, finally later in the night, had a huge crowd, but was mic'd so terrible you couldn't hear any of the crowd whatsoever. It an absolute embarrassment. You get a big crowd like this, put a goddamn microphone in the audience like what are we doing come on like it's pro wrestling like let's let's figure out some production values let's have some fucking pride in what we're doing here because you have this huge crowd for blood sport a really cool fun crowd that was into all this stuff and you couldn't hear them at all and uh what an embarrassment eventually when they finally got people they had no idea what to do with these people because they finally got a crowd for, for blood sport six uh which i enjoyed a lot uh, I will say it, it had a lot of the issues that 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 popped up in recent blood sports is a lot of these guys go out there and they just have like very technically sound fights, but I don't want that. <laughs> I want Schlack and Super Beast. I want guys that rip each other's faces off. I want Matt Makowski and and, and, and Hetty, you know, just going out there and throwing bombs for six minutes. I want Super Beast and Schlack bleeding all over the place. I want what we got with Barnett and Moxley. I don't really want to see, you know, Fucking Alex Coughlin and and Royce Isaacs like exchange, you know, good arm bars. Like, who gives a shit about that stuff? Like, you know,
0: it's going to be a style issue for some people where you're going to like certain styles and not like others. I think it's best served where they do a mix. And I think the problem with some of the blood sports shows is the matches all become a little seamy sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, this one had a little variety. You had schlack with the ankle bite DQ with the blood all over the place, you had the technical. Uh, grappling with Karen Tran and 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 Janai Kai in the opener, um, you know Coughlin and Isaacs have been feuding in Bloodsport. Bloodsport books more programs than uh, some of these other. They do, and I
2: go, do. dude, I popped big when Coughlin they got announced, and he doesn't even let, he runs out to the ring, and goes, no, let's yeah. fight right fucking now, baby, let's go. And I was like, oh yeah, let's do it.
0: Leo Rush and Yo Yo was a little different because Leo got flipped out of the ring, and Davy Boy Smith won won his match against KTB with a sit out power bomb knockout. So. There was more variety here than there is sometimes with these uh, blood support shows. Chavo Guerrero looked great at the age of fifty. Physically. Yeah, yeah, he looked tremendous. And uh, Barnett Moxley was uh, the best, arguably the best indie match of the weekend. I have it neck and neck with one other match.
2: Uh, um, yes, yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. There's probably two matches that that I will, I'll I'll say as well. But this one's right there with it. I mean, absolutely, 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 go out of your way. One of the, one of the matches you have to watch. Uh, from this weekend is, is Josh Barnett's blood sport just a tremendous match between those two guys. The crowd going nuts. You couldn't hear them, but you could see them going nuts. Uh, great work, a bloodbath. Both guys are bleeding. You know Barnett gets a gets a a clean win over John Moxley, which never really happens, and and that was kind of cool as well. But yeah, they worked their fucking asses off, and that ruled. That it felt that was the first match, and I had watched a lot of the stuff this day. That was the first match that felt like okay. This feels like WrestleMania weekend. This feels like yes. a match that's conducive yes. to WrestleMania weekend. And I was so glad that that there is still some of that there. I don't have to completely throw the towel in on WrestleMania weekend. Some guys can still go out there and have WrestleMania weekend worthy matches, and that was one of them.
0: Well, they're they're both great wrestlers and they're both stars. And and they built to that match. You know, they they they're you know, it's a match that people have been waiting for. It got canceled once, I think, maybe twice, at least once. Uh twice,
2: I believe. Yeah, twice.
0: And it delivered. I mean Barnett is an excellent pro wrestler. He's <laughs> he a is great, pretty good. Or, yeah. He's he's really good, um, you know. And and obviously Moxley's awesome. And you had that whole dynamic there. Yeah, it fucking ruled. I went four and a half on it. All the blood and yeah. And
1: oh,
2: top. I think I was four. I, you know, honestly, I think I'm four and a half as well. Let me let me double check, but I I think I was right there. Yeah, the blood was awesome. Just that yeah, they just fucking worked their asses off. It it felt you felt it. You felt like these two dudes were killing each other out there, and it was awesome.
0: And with half these GCW shows, it was mic'd so well, you could hear the hum of the fucking food truck. thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. right. The they, they, they couldn't put a fucking noise. microphone in the crowd, but they definitely got a mic next to the food truck, so that's good.
0: It's the only thing you could hear, because no one, no, the 20 people there aren't responding to anything. And then for Bloodsport, where there's a hot crowd, you could see the crowd going nuts, and you can't hear anything. Just a mess. Um, yeah, but Bloodsport at this point was like, the best shows so far as oh I'm going
2: my through. god yeah it blew away Tire everything cool. else yeah i'm complaining about some of the stuff but but dude i'll watch janai kai and karen tran versus half the shit i saw on the essa cup you know even though that match didn't land with me makowski and and, and hetty was awesome like I, I really enjoyed that yeah it blew away everything i had saw prior and from gcw for sure so uh gcw's night ended with uh for the culture uh a, a great great time slot here at uh fucking 1am <laughs> on a weekday uh, so I did not watch this live and I've only now seen uh, the last two uh, last two matches from the show uh, Sam Moriarty and Leo Rush and, then, and, and Swan and 2 Cold Scorpio, those are the only two that I, I saw though, I have not watched uh, the rest of the show, how much of For the Culture have you seen?
0: I saw the whole show, it was good and actually, that was, I think it was Moriarty Rush where the referee had, with the referee botched, Oh,
2: right? yeah, Moriarty yeah. We, were, we we, we, mixed, we mix it, we mix it up. Yeah. That, it was that didn't one.
0: Didn't he wrestle? Hold on. Let me make so sure. I think they rushed. fucked
2: up. No, I think he did wrestle Swan and I think the referee fucked that one up too, if I remember correctly.
0: No, I don't, I don't, I don't think he, I think, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wrestled Swan to swing break and the referee fucked him. Yeah. That's
2: yeah. what I'm saying. This guy was snake bitten the entire weekend.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, this was last week, and I'm getting some of these matches mixed up because I watched 9,000 matches. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Forticulture was okay. It was the start of John Davis's excellent weekend. He's another guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really, we
2: forgot to shut him out. I, I loved him this weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, Rich Swan versus Too Cold. Look, I like watching Too Cold. It's a lot of fun. He's lost a lot. I mean, I know no one wants to hear it, but I don't mind. I still am okay with him being on these shows. But, um, He's starting to. It's it's very like the commentators, which we know they're goofballs and they're terrible. But them going on and on about wanting to see too cold on national TV, please stop. He cannot be a national television wrestler at this point. He's, just, he's not. He physically is incapable of doing it, and he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But uh, to watch him in there with Rich Swan at fucking two o'clock in the morning, I'm in. I will I will do that <laughs> sure. fucking every time and and watch them. yeah so uh, no problem with that. And this again was the Moriarty match with the bad referee spot. The match was going very well, by the way, Until I, or maybe it was the SWAM match. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, Forticulture was fine. And to be fair, AJ Gray, whatever pleading he did on Twitter, they had a decent crowd. It they wasn't did. A yeah, team. yeah. Was great, I was kind of surprised. Crowd, he, was,
2: was, he seemed so disappointed by the crowd. and It was pretty solid. It wasn't great, but it, it, it was solid. So
0: It was better than the daytime shows, but worse than Bloodsport.
2: Right. That's, yeah, I think that, yeah. that's
0: a fair way to put it.
2: So, uh, yeah. so those were GCW's offerings on Thursday. Uh, IWTV. Uh, their Thursday they had family reunion part one and part two, uh, as as their first two shows. Uh, what did you see? I think I watched. I want to say I watched all of both of these. Yeah, I did. I I watched all of both of these.
0: I saw. Yeah, I think I saw all of this too. This the part one was with the Moriarty. Edith surreal match, which was like a, I don't know, two and a half three star match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they did the IWA Mid South title change. But did you see they did a dusty finish on Twitter? Oh, did they? Yeah, they changed it back oh, to
2: Twitter. Oh, you bastard. And you IWA kidding?
0: Mid-South, you know, they're going to, you know. Um, but yeah, what the the concept of Family Reunion is all the different promotions, you know, getting a spotlight on the shows. So Moriarty defended the independent title and IWA Mid-South. And there was a Lucha Rules opener, which was like, you can't call it Chikara anymore, but it was all the Chikara people. And that was fun. Camp fine.
2: Leapfrog. Yes, it is. So.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you had a Guarini UWFI style match. You know, it was it was a you know like it has been in the past a very you know you had an old wrestling with uh
2: yeah Will wrestle yeah I, I you know I, I think Ricky Shane Page is a fucking dork but I was all in on Will Russell versus uh, uh Judge Hugo Lexington Black <laughs> I thought that was awesome yeah. I love old wrestling see old yeah. wrestling I want to say this about them people think we don't like fun. Old wrestling was funny. They got it. You know what I mean? Like, I always yeah. liked old wrestling because it was, like, it was in its own little universe. It didn't pretend to be real. It didn't pretend to be anything more than it was. And the, the gimmicks were clever and well done. So I loved old wrestling. Old wrestling was solid. So.
0: Yeah.
2: Chuck uh, <laughs> Hugo Lexington Black. I was... Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's awesome. a, The it's...
2: guys love it, too. Yeah. The guys always just, <clears throat> like, totally bought in. 100%. Old wrestling fucking rocks. Give me old wrestling over all this other irony bullshit all the time, so.
0: So part two, a couple thoughts. AC Mack was in a four way tag opener, and he I really thought,
2: got. Real quick, I thought part two blew away part one. Part two was oh, really good. Yeah,
0: it did. It did. And and AC Mack, I thought, got screwed all weekend because he was in a four way tag here. He was in a scramble at for the culture. He's way too good. Yeah, in the opening up shows in multi man. Yeah, what are you guys right doing? There.
2: Come on, book this guy in, in something important. This guy's really really good.
0: So uh, other stuff that caught my eye. Gary J and Billy Starks. Billy Starks has been a wrestler I've been hard on and I thought she was perfectly fine the entire weekend. This was her best
2: match of the weekend and maybe the best match I've ever seen her in. This was good and and it was exactly what it needed to be. It's exactly what a Gary J Billy Starks match was and I'll give her all the credit in the world because she went out there and she took a beating and and Gary did a great job of working with her as well. This is far and away the best intergender Billy Starks match I've ever seen and probably the best Billy Starks match I've ever seen as well. It's
0: the best Billy Starks match period I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. And Billy Starks all weekend, I was waiting for her to have, you know... Look, she's still not Minami Toyota, okay? But she went out there... I think that's fair.
1: Would, yeah,
2: that's fair to say.
0: Well, some people wouldn't lead you to believe otherwise. <laughs> right, right. But, but, but I thought she was perfectly competent, and her other matches were all perfectly decent two-star matches, and the J match was pretty damn good. Well, here's so- the
2: thing, and we've said this with Billy Starks in the beginning, is that it's okay to just say, hey... the she's only X amount of years old. Like if she sticks with it, she has the potential to be really good. But the problem is, is that you can't do it on Twitter. You can't just say, Hey, Billy Starks is okay. And I hope she sticks with it. Cause she might be pretty good. You have to say one of the most athletic wrestlers I've ever seen. Oh my God. Sky's the limit. She's going to be one of the best to ever do it. Like you don't have, but people have to do that. You, you either have to fucking suck or you have to be the best wrestler ever. And and it can't yeah. be that. And, and commentary didn't help you. There was also points too where they're like, "Oh, you know," and it wasn't this match, but it was something on GCW that she wrestled. And I, I think you know Kevin Gill was like one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in wrestling. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm mean, like, bro, so come it's, on! It's, it's, like you can't it's even only,
0: you lose your credibility. There's no you
2: plausible deniability on Billy. St- I mean, no offense to Billy, she is not one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in professional wrestling. Like, come on, man. It, it just,
0: I, I, This is a wrestler who often does spin kicks and falls down. Right. It's okay.
2: It's okay to say, wow, she's pretty good for being 16 years old. That's all you have to say. That's it. Like, it doesn't have to be this. Like, like you said, you have to be invoking the names of Miami Toyota. It's like, it. okay, she's fine. Like, we'll see what happens, you know?
0: So here's wrestling on a completely different level. Daniel Garcia defeats Kevin Koo.
2: Oh, my God. How great
0: was this? Limitless title match and the C4 title.
2: Is this your favorite match of the weekend?
0: It's right there with Barnett and Moxley. I have them both at four yeah, and a half, yeah, and I would tell same. the listeners that this is one of the matches. I assume most people are going to watch Barnett-Moxley anyway. This is a match where if you don't get the wreck, you might not bother with it. You have to watch Here's this match.
2: Here's the fucking wreck. Watch this match. Yeah. Family Must Reunion watch. Part 2 C4 title, Limitless Wrestling title. It was the uh, semi-main event, I believe, of, 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 of Family yeah. Reunion Part 2.
0: Yeah. Awesome match. Flawless work. Um, interesting work. I, you know, this was this was a throwback to when wrestlemania weekend was good this would have fit in on any wrestlemania weekend uh card that you can think of uh in the history of WrestleMania. this would have fit right in and and i have nothing but praise for this it's it's uh, arguably the best match of the weekend period even if you count wwe it's right there in the conversation and there was some good stuff on takeover and at wrestlemania um I don't know, Rich. I, I, I'm out of superlatives. It was just fucking awesome and everyone needs to go watch it.
2: Yeah, and, and there's really... I I can't... There's nothing I can... really. It's just a good wrestling match. You know what I mean? Like Two, two dudes went in there and for 18 minutes they just had a professional wrestling match and they beat each other's ass and in one ten, guy won. Like, I, I don't... You know, it's just a good wrestling match. I don't really know how else to know, describe it. You know it.
0: what? The, this match, more than any other match on the entire weekend, including Bloodsport, felt like a fight and a struggle.
2: Yes. Yeah, right.
0: And that's... Nothing – like you watch Jordan Oliver. I hate to keep picking on Jordan Oliver. Nothing ever feels like a fight or a struggle. And it feels like he's thinking his way through everything and everything's awkward. This felt like a fight and a struggle. And it stood out. And uh, it's got my highest recommendation. So um, stop what you're doing and go watch that. What was next?
2: Uh, then there was ICW No Holds Barred Volume 11 then and now. I did not watch that show. Um, I
0: watched none of these. I watched. No, that's not true. I watched like two matches on like the second show. So we can, unless you watch some of them, we can
2: skip. <sighs> I didn't. I watched a few minutes of the No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys. And I was like, I, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of done with the fake fights that are i'm done with fake real fake fights so i, I kind of skipped all those yeah, so it's yeah. very
0: meta very yeah meta.
2: yeah i'm, I'm kind of over it so the whole game <laughs> that people do it so all right joe we'll go to the next day friday i know you were up nice and early with your bowl of cereal to watch alley cat's real hot girl shit with you and your other 10 friends that were in attendance here at uh, alley cat's real hot girl shit
0: rich i watched this show
2: oh my god okay how was
0: it i watched half the show
2: okay how was that, uh, <laughs> I that?
0: Edith Surreal Lady Frost wasn't any good. Um, Tasha Steeles, Trisha Dora, which I thought was the best match on paper, Was it was fine. Alley Cat, Billy Starks, I, wa- I made sure I watched that because I thought it was going to be a train wreck and I was going to have a chance to make fun of it. It was fine. It was fine. They were both fine. I thought it was pretty good, actually. I'd say it was two and three quarters, maybe three. You know, if I had to put a star rating on it. And they were both very good in the match. They were both very good at pushing it. They were both good in the match. There you go. So I, can't, I have nothing bad. So, you know, I have to be fair. And the Gray sweatpants Pants Battle Royal, I watched the whole thing. It was utterly ridiculous. And, you know, Daniel Garcia can do comedy, too. So um, he proved that there. And
2: you know, <laughs> am Jesus I seeing correct wanted, that this went 38 minutes? The Gray sweatpants rich, Pants Battle Royal? Never,
0: rich, I think it's still going.
2: 38 minutes. And also uh, very on the nose that a, a predominantly male, almost all male, or it's all male, right? Yeah, all male. Except for Jazz, I guess, would would have been jazz, the only one. Yeah, so. jazz. Uh, jazz and a bunch of men main evented Alley Cat's real hot girl shit. So Yep. <laughs> there we go. All right. Acid Cup three, night two. Jordan Alver does it, Joe. He beats Lor- Lee Moriarty. He wins the entire Acid Cup. Uh this was not good. <laughs> there was nothing.
0: This was not, yeah. I mean the, the Lucha guys both Dragon Bane and Arez lost. Um, there were there were there were more. Uh, uh Laredo kid no show. He just said, fuck it I'm
2: not <laughs> he had travel issues." Joe, he
0: couldn't travel hit. issues despite the fact he was there already. Um, and then he wrestled on other shows in that venue. In later that, that venue,
2: day. like an hour later, yes, a, a few hours he, later, he was on spring break. But that that he just couldn't find the venue. Uh, at uh, two p.m. or whatever the ass the Essex cup was, but uh, he got there eventually by I don't know five p.m. for the spring break
0: shows. So. He totally said to himself when he woke up. I am not wrestling in 150% humidity against Jordan Oliver. Um, you know what? I'm good without that $20 payoff. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my air conditioned hotel room and chilling out. Uh, Yeah, not a good show at all. Just not a good show. Jordan Oliver, Lee Moriarty was fine. I mean, again, Oliver topped out at like two stars. You know, it just, they're, they're, it just. It not was a long,
2: it was a long show. And then like, so you, you, you're you getting there and I understand why this match was in it where it was, but like you have this long show and nothing's been good. And then they have a scramble match that goes like Ugh. 14 minutes. And it was so bad. It was like one of the worst scramble matches I've ever seen in my life. Terrible. And I'm like, let's go. And I get that. You need to give these guys a break. But then, yeah, the final comes out into Jordan Oliver and Lee Moriarty. And, and it's just, it's just not good. So it was better than day one, probably, but that's. It didn't have this anybody actively dying in the ring, so I guess that's a possibility. No, the Lucha so.
0: guys needed to go deeper, but here's the thing. This is why I can't get on Lee Moriarty. He had to wrestle Edith Surreal and Jordan Oliver. Right, right,
2: right. right. He's too, he's too good opponent. for the scene. He's he's too good for the people that he has to You wrestle.
0: know, so yeah. it's like, what do you expect him to do with opponents like that? Right. Anyway, what was next?
2: Uh, then we had finally Spring Break. Uh, this was the, the highlight show on Friday night here, uh, GCW Spring Break. Uh, I thought top to bottom one of my favorite shows of the entire week, and I thought Joey Janelle and Chris Dickinson was awesome. Um, I thought even some of the comedy stuff was okay. Atticus Kogar and Masada, I actually actually uh, enjoyed. You had the Iron Beast versus uh, Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan, which I thought was awesome. The Lucha Six Man, which was fucking incredible, uh, uh, just an awesome awesome match. And then the main event, which was just all eyeballs were on that main event. It was just and it delivered. It delivered exactly the way you wanted it to deliver. It did everything it needed to do. Uh, that was Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane Page, the, the best story told on the Indies. Can I can I can I rant about one thing here real quick?
0: You can hey Rich, it's your show. It you is my show. I'm want. half
2: of the show. Okay. GCW falls ass backwards into the best story on the indies bar none. And this is not even with any sort of platitudes. They did it. It's it's a good story. This Nick Gage Ricky, Ricky Shane Page thing is an awesome story. They built it up for years. Nick Gage gets hurt. They could build it up for an entire other year after that because he's hurt. It's Ricky Shane Page, it's Nick Gage, everybody likes Nick Gage, everybody legitimately hates Ricky Shane Page. It's the best story told on the indies. They promo it by having a a, a video package of Ricky Shane Page doing a fake bank robbery, and that's it. Boom, we go right to the match.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: I would have fucking done it if you guys would have just sent me a goddamn flash drive. I would have edited you a video like I was so just I'm like, oh, here we go. I can't wait to see. They're going to tell this story because there is somebody that has been told, hey, this this story is really, really cool. You should check it out. They have all of this footage. They have crowds in GCW jumping over the railings to try to beat up Ricky Shane Page because he has so much heat. They have Nick Gage getting hurt. There's so much you can do. You have Nick Gage. (laughs) There's no promos of Nick gauge you can find. To, to, you know, to, to, to put in this video package, yeah, the I, video package is Ricky Shane Page and his buddies doing a fake bake robbery and then going, uh, uh, just like you, Nick. Boom, right into the match. I was like, yeah. what are you doing? You idiots. You, f- you can't do anything right. You morons can't do anything right. I would have edited this for you. I would have done it for free.
0: Hey, be careful, because that's, that's the magic word.
2: I will do. I will. No, I'm not gonna edit everything for free. I will edit the Nick gave Ricky Shane Page fucking <laughs> I, I promo package for free because that would have been awesome to watch all those videos and watch the heat and all that. And, and how do you not do anything for that? What are you doing?
0: Like, come I, I, on, I I, that's well, a layup. I, I I it's a fucking layup. You
1: know, we pick on
0: Ricky Shane Page a lot, especially you. Um, but we pick on Ricky Shane Page a lot on this show. Stan, he booked this program start to finish. give him some credit yeah no give for him sure some credit.
1: This, he might be a fucking dork but he did a good job here in so. years
0: yeah. and, and... Rich just doesn't look Get foot off the pedal let me tell you no but seriously he you got to give him credit you know because from what we were told you know and you know he, he had a large hand in this story from start to finish and I like how after Gage one. And you know, this match was exactly what you think it would be, like a wild-fucking hardcore deathmatch stunts. And then you transition right into mocks.
1: You know, classic ECW. I have some slight connection issues. Joe, are you there? Can you hear me? Hmm. 10 minutes ago that's when we have all the connection issues sorry about that we'll see if uh also it's going with joe's internet and, and and my internet as well but uh we'll try to
0: can you hear me rich
1: i can hear you yeah can you hear me
0: yeah i can hear you
2: okay we're having some you, you were you were going in and out uh, i i didn't think you could hear me but anyway we're back okay uh so you were talking about ricky Shane Page think- and the story and
0: I think we're on a massive delay. We'll just have to fight through it. We'll,
2: we'll do it. Yeah, something, um, something's going on. Yeah, you, 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 I know you're cutting in and out, but that's all right. But uh, yeah, no, no. He, um, he did a great job telling the story. Uh, I think he's a fucking dork, but he did, he did a great job telling the story. And uh, yeah, this was everything you wanted from this main event. Those guys went out there and killed each other. There were big spots. This, this was everything. This, is, this proves to you that they could if they wanted to or at least, I guess, Ricky Shane Page if he wanted to or if other guys wanted to, they can tell great stories because guys run in, they get cut off by guys that are feuding with this, is, this, is you know, we invoke the the words ECW a lot with GCW and it's unfair every, almost every single time we do it, but this one felt like that where you have the culmination of a lot of different stories where, you know, these guys run in and then their opponents cut them off, then these guys run in and their opponents cut them off, and then Nick Gage finally, you know, destroys Ricky Shane Page and then Nick La- or, or, or Brett Lauderdale runs in and he's a former referee and he's running GC so he can count the pinfall one, two, three and Nick Gage gets the win and it's awesome and then like you said immediately you, you do all this big heat you have all the eyeballs on this and you parlay it right immediately into John Moxley versus Nick Gage and that's that that's masterful booking right there so for all the bullshit we give Ricky Shane Page and all the bullshit we give GCW and all the bullshit we give Brett Lauderdale or whatever this was done masterfully and this just proves that they they can do it they just choose not to a lot of times so
0: yeah can you hear me? I can yeah yeah Okay, seems like we're not even on the... Or it seems like we're in sync now, again, too. So, um, I was just going to say, yeah, the, the, the Lucha Six Man was incredible. Just out of this world good. Uh, a throwback to WrestleMania weekends of the past. And then, uh, look, there was some decent deathmatch stuff, if you're into it, with Kogar versus Masada. Yeah, I like, like
2: that, that match. Yeah.
0: And like you mentioned, Janella Dickinson was really good. So, to me, this was top to bottom of the best show of the weekend. And Starboy Charlie versus Billy Starks, again, it was fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Starks was fine.
2: Joe, then we have to go to uh, the final GCW show of this night. Lucid dreams from midnight. Uh, this was this was a ride. Uh, what, what do you say about Lucid dreams?
0: It was a lucid dream. It was uh... <laughs> it certainly was. Julius
2: smokes and MLJ on, on commentary. Julius smokes. I kind of got bored of it about halfway through, but I was I was laughing a lot listening to it. Uh, Here's
0: the thing, though. On a show like this, I don't mind yes. the shitty commentary. Yeah, no,
2: I agree. This is where shitty comedy... I don't want shitty commentary on the acid cup when guys are challenging right. for for this, you know, quote-unquote, prestigious tournament. But a show called Lucid Dream, I want Julius Smokes going, Yeah, boy! Like, you know, just drunk off his ass, just screaming the entire time. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed
0: that. The JTG Dr. Cube thing was just incredible i mean it was classic spring break is what it was and then big Cass does a run in <laughs> I, I,
2: I woke up so i obviously was not awake during lucid dream because i had waken, uh, woken up at like 4 a.m the night prior the day prior so i woke up and my whole plan was to watch it that morning i was going to watch lucid dreams that morning i wake up i check my phone and, and there's a tweet from you saying jtg and dr cube just hit each other with light tubes and then big Cass ran in. And
0: i'm like what like, yeah, what? Well, uh, yeah, what just yeah, happened? Missing...
2: And, and by the way, that that when I woke up, that had just happened like an hour ago, too. You know what I mean? It was like three. Yeah, it ended
0: well after four o'clock. It was like
2: four fifteen AM, and you're like, Yep, JTG just hit Dr. Q with a light tube, and then Big cast ran I'm like,
0: what? No, but you're missing the punchline. Julius Smokes called Big Cast Test. who's <laughs> was dead. It has been dead for He thought it was test. Test has been dead for so long. Yeah. This fucking. He just died. Didn't he die in like. like 2000- At least 10 years ago. <laughs> this match was the spirit of Spring Break.
2: 2009. Was, he died in 2009.
0: It was the spirit of Spring Break, this match. And then you had Loki versus Leo Rush in the main event. And allegedly, Loki, according to Effie, <laughs> I guess not allegedly, because <laughs> Effie said it on. Yeah. Because this is Effie saying it. Cut a promo on everybody for not cleaning up The light tubes properly I, You know match. what I'm with him I can't blame him
2: I'm not here to wrestle a fucking light tube match I'm not here to get all cut up clean this shit up
0: He didn't sign up for a fucking Death tube match so I can't kill him on that But that's just classic low key yeah. Cutting a promo on everybody at four in the morning <laughs> With okay?
2: this deep voice yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah um, And then you know he wrestles Leo Rush he wrestled in his Hitman outfit and you know and, and they had a nice little look that was the best Match I ever saw that took place at four in the morning I can tell you that right now. Definitively. You know, yeah. Nice I
2: think objectively. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely the best match you've ever seen at 4am. So,
0: and I've seen matches at 4am. So, you know, that's the best one I ever saw at 4am probably around three and a half or something. They went out there and did what they could. Uh, but this match was something, this show was something too cold versus evil. Eli Everfly. Um, Jimmy Lloyd versus the last thing you want to see at three in the morning. after You've <laughs> seen him wrestle times is Jordan <laughs> Oliver versus Jimmy Lloyd. Let me tell you. Okay. Um Brian Cage and Chris Dickinson went out there and did a spot fest um, it, listen the show wasn't that bad it was definitely the funnest experience of the weekend it yeah, was what, what spring break used to be
2: absolutely I thought the show was going to be better and it wasn't as good as I thought but it was good in a, in a completely different way it, yes. does that make sense like I thought we were going getting good good wrestling we didn't really get good wrestling on the show but we got a lot of really fun things that were there on the show and just a, a total acid trip the entire time so uh, which yeah. is what a show called VXS Lucid Dreams should probably be at. You know, I watched it on in, in, in on a Saturday morning or whatever, so it didn't have quite the same impact that uh, right it uh, would have had. So, all right, uh, move on now. Action and uh, Southern Underground Pro have fun. Be sad. I thought Bell the Bell probably the best show of the entire weekend in terms of just like guys going out there and guys and girls going out there and having pretty good matches. Uh, it was even an uh, intergender match that I enjoyed. Uh, but the main event, Finn Juice and Violence is Forever, just a like, professional wrestling match between you know. David Finley and Juice Robinson go out there, and and I always I always liken this to, you know, Joe when 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 you used to go to it, it, your early days of indies. I don't know if you ever went to kind of you know shindies on your own or just kind of local indies, but sometimes they would book like um, like my indies would book like Marty Janetti or some XWB guy, or one time it was the Rock and Roll Express or whatever. And those guys come in the ring and they just look different, they sound different, they bump different, they punch different, they kick different, they tag different, just everything just sounds crisper and bigger and louder and that's what fin juice was they came onto the show just like a ball of fire the crowd loves them and they come in and they just have a great professional wrestling match and it's just like yeah these dudes are professional wrestlers that are on the t- in the upper echelons of this entire game and they just in, in i don't want to say i don't want to use the term outclass because that makes it seem like I'm, I'm i'm sort of talking down to everybody else but you know what i mean it, it, it just felt I know what you mean. like these guys yeah. are just head and shoulders above everybody else on this show type of stuff.
0: Seasoned professionals right. are just the wrestlers. They just sound different.
2: different. They just hit the mat differently. They, it's just everything they do. They hit the ropes differently. They're just a different aesthetic to when they come out. And you could say, yeah, that guy's a pro-. Like Marginetti. I remember watching it, and he'd be drunk off his ass, but that bell would ring, and it's fucking Marginetti. And he was so much better than everybody else on the entire show, because it was yeah. Marginetti. He just bumped differently. He hit the ropes differently. He got the crowd into it differently. They're just, they're just pros. They're just seasoned pros, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a notebook match. Uh, easy notebook match for me. As far as indie shows, I had uh, let me count them up: one, two, three, four, five, six notebook matches on the weekend, which has to be an all-time low for a WrestleMania weekend, and this was one of them. Um, you know, and uh, Koo had a good weekend, and Finn Juice worked really hard when, quite honestly, they didn't have to. You know, there's there's 40 people there at best. You know, but they went out there and worked their asses off. This was as good as a Finjuice match as I've ever seen. I know. I
2: I was going to that was going to be my take is like, man, I'll take more of these matches versus them boring ass God match that they've had before. This is pretty damn good. I like this. They were like fiery young baby faces here, and it was kind of cool. Yeah, I I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. So that was a pretty good show, though. Yeah. Top to
2: bottom, like there's not a ton of other highlights, but everybody got like six to 10 minutes, went out there, busted their ass, told a pretty good story. And I I like the Nolan Edward Angeles Lane uh, match as well. the, The intergender. I mean, they worked their asses off and beat the hell out of each other in that match. So, I'll it give them a death match, Deathmatch. Yeah, Deathmatch. Yeah. Yeah. And, o- and O'Shea Edwards, John Davis was fucking awesome. That was oh, just
0: good finish, too. Two yeah. bulls just
2: killing each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: John Davis had a really good weekend. Yeah. A really good weekend.
2: Uh, I did not watch any of the no holds. Like I said, I watched two matches of Battle of the oh. Tough Guys, and I was like, I- I'm kind of done with this shit.
0: Can't so. speak on them either. Yeah, I can't speak I- I'm on I'm done.
2: Either. We watched none of the fake GCW stuff, so we'll, we'll pass no. all that. And then I think, oh, God. Okay. I didn't. <sighs> Man, I didn't watch any of these things. Effie's Big Gay Brunch, did you watch Effie's Big Gay Brunch?
0: I didn't watch a single match on that, no.
2: Yeah, did you watch Planet Death?
0: Uh, I did not.
2: I watched like a I watched maybe a match and then I realized I'm I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> I saw Slack. Oh yeah, I watched Slack and Nolan Edward and I was kind of like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of done with death matches this weekend too. So, uh, that's where I went there. Uh, I doubt you watched GCW Unsanctioned Pro Fueled by Spite?
0: Um no, I think the only show uh,
2: we're full actually, in like look. WrestleMania at this point too, and, and I'm sure you were burnt out by this uh, this this weren't we're in No, Saturday. I
0: saw No, yeah, that 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 I didn't watch any of that show either. No, I think I hand waved collective by this point in time. I
2: think I did the same. Yeah. Shallow Graves, I did not watch either, and then the Beyond Show. Did you watch uh the Beyond Time Capsule show?
0: No, I did not. Okay. Um Haven't heard anything about it.
2: Uh Tony Deppin's Beer House. Did you watch any of that? Yes, I watched that show. Okay, I, I watched that show too. Um <laughs> i understand there was some issues that you know the show existed because the synergy guy was a fucking sex pass and they wanted to make sure that they uh, and it was
0: hastily put together i understand yeah, i that. got it
2: but yeah there's like 10 people in the audience and it just it, it i don't know it was
0: there was some decent there was some interesting stuff the one thing is ace austin came out and i'm like where the fuck has he been all weekend oh
2: yeah yeah nobody could find a way to book ace austin i, <laughs> but
0: I think he, I, I think he worked fake gcw stuff though
2: Oh, that's right. He did. He did. You're right. You're right. You're right. But so yeah, there to was, be
0: fair. He may have been booked. To there
2: was some, like, if you take this show in totality, the talent on this show was like better than almost any other show. Cause you had Rohit Raju, uh, you had Daniel Garcia, you had JD Drake, you had like Ace Austin, you had tank. Like you had some, you had some pretty good guys that showed up on the show and had some fun matches, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it ultimately just, I don't know.
0: In my headcanon, I like that Simon Grimm won a match by referee's decision on this show. And he's a jobber on Bloodsport. Yes, but when yeah. he goes to other shows, uh-huh. he 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 wins his yeah, grappling.
2: Yeah, I, I like that it. too. But, uh, so that's, that, my that's my headcanon. <laughs> like, no, I mean honestly, it's probably that. Probably is a thought. I, I don't know if that for sure is, but uh, this
0: there you was the go. Jordan Oliver JD Drake match, which was actually going pretty good and was on pace to be the best Oliver match of the weekend, and he got hurt. Now I think he's okay, but he did get hurt at the end of this. And it was a little bit. It was a little scary. And we should note that Tony Deppin barely wrestled at all because he got hurt in his first week. He round. got
2: hurt, yeah, and 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 just did commentary for this. Just show. a
0: bad weekend. Just a just a fucking snake bitten
2: weekend. Yeah, there's it just it probably shouldn't have happened, but it happened anyway, and and whatever. But yeah, there was there was some good stuff, but unfortunately, you had to go. You have to sift through like fifteen hours of shit to get to you know. Six good matches or whatever you had in terms of the indie stuff. So uh, let's let's briefly talk about these NXT TakeOver shows. We are over time, but that's all right. We'll just we'll, we'll yeah. get these out of the way. Uh, night one, NXT TakeOver stand and deliver, obviously, on Wednesday. I thought this was a pretty damn good show uh, with arguably my match of the entire weekend, if we're counting this as a WrestleMania weekend thing. Uh, but I thought top to bottom, every single match on the show absolutely delivered, and I thought night one blew away night two. Like, not even fucking close in, 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 in for me. I liked everything from night one. What would you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Night one was better. I think that's pretty much the consensus. Um, yeah. I, I can't disagree with anything you just said.
2: So we had Pete Dunne and Kushida in the opener. Uh, Pete Dunne gets the win there. Pretty definitive win, but uh, two good work, you know, great work between two of these guys. Uh, Kushida obviously parlays his loss into winning the <laughs> Cruiserweight Championship on this week's NXT because, of course, uh, that's what they would do because uh, they're terrible at booking these days. Uh, Gauntlet Eliminator went way too long. Bronson Reed got the win, though, but I enjoyed it, but it probably, yeah, a lot of...
0: I actually hated it. It's the, it's it. In fact, it it was not only my least favorite match. I actively didn't like it. It's just... There's, I, I hate this kind of match. I just I, I can't anymore. What I think
2: it does is it sets the tone for what NXT is these days, which is for some reason yeah. a big ha-ha, big laugh. Like everybody was a fucking gimmick. And oh, look how funny it is that Leon Ruff's small and sucks. And here's Dexter Loomis. He's this serial killer. And Cameron Grimes is rich. And Isaiah Scott is this. And LA Knight, he kind of sucks, but he comes out and he cuts promos. And it just, yeah, it, it shows you how far that entire brand has kind of fallen despite having great matches still to this day because they have just such good talent. Can't help yeah. but do it sometimes, but uh, uh, then Walter versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa. I, I admit a lot of people like this way more than I did. I thought it was good, but I don't, I, it didn't, it did land with me on that match of the year, match of the weekend level that it did for some other people. Where, where did it land for you? I loved it. Did you? Okay. All right.
0: So it landed that level for me. This is right there with Barnett Moxley, Garcia Ku, and maybe, um, one or two matches that happened at WrestleMania, whether it's uh, Belair Banks or Or uh, probably just Belair Banks. Oh, I really liked, uh, what was the other WrestleMania match I popped big for? Sheamus Riddle. I wouldn't quite put it at that level, though. But yeah, no, I loved it. And I thought the finish, the chop finish. I, fuck. I mean, how awesome was that?
2: That did, uh, really. yeah, a fun- got, got a lot of people bothered and hot and bothered And that we continue this week nerds. And, Yeah, a bunch of nerds would get upset when A fucking champion boxer Punches some guy in the ribs And they go, what? That can't be the finish And then in this match, Walter just chops the fuck out of a guy And, and beats him that way And a bunch of nerds didn't like it either With his so.
0: giant bear paw, I mean, what's not to like about that? I mean, they beat the shit out of each other It was a Walter match Walter has the best hit rate The guy wrestles like six times a year and every match rules
2: uh, then my, my arguably my, maybe my favorite match of the entire weekend, my favorite match of NXT takeover. I love this match more than I think anybody else does except big Dave being big Dave are on the same wavelength here. Cause he went four and a half stars with this one as well. MSK grizzled young veterans, legato del fantasma. This, oh my God, as far as doing shit matches go, one of the, one of my favorite doing shit matches I've ever seen. I mean, these guys just for 15 minutes did shit, all of it landed, all of it rolled It was, I fucking love this dude. I, I, MSK is so much better than NXT. I saw these dudes for years live. For years live. And you have a bunch of weirdos on Twitter that are like, they've always been this good. They've been, you know, All right, go watch this match. I, I watched most of those matches. I was live for most of those matches. They weren't this good, man. They are just nailing it. And I hope they fight the Grizzly Young Veterans forever. Because that's a perfect team to face these guys. Because the Grizzly Young Veterans don't want to do that stuff. MSK do want to do that. And it's a nice kind of push-pull. And then you got Legado Del Fantasma, which is, you know, DJZ and Roll Mendoza. And they're both fucking great. Too, or, or Joaquin Wild or whatever the fuck. And those guys are awesome, too. So you add them into this match. I mean, this was. This was a piece of art in terms of just high-flying, doing-shit matches. This was tremendous. I love this match.
0: I love grizzled young veterans holding it all together. They yeah. Were the Oh, yeah.
2: You need them. You need them. Yeah. If it was the Del Fantasma for MSK, I wouldn't have liked it that much because it would be – And
0: like a third team that was another flippy dude.
2: Right, right, right. I, you need like those – you need James Drake and J- Zach Gibson to look the way they look and wrestle the way they wrestle where it's like, what the fuck are you assholes yeah. doing? Get, get in this ring and let's wrestle. And then, yeah, no. It, it's a nice juxtaposition with the guys that are just flipping around and doing everything. So, yeah, this I, – I love this match. I thought it was awesome.
0: They are extremely underrated, especially Drake, because Gibson gets over with the mic work, and people forget about Drake. Drake Drake's is so good. really yeah, good.
2: Yeah, yeah. The problem is he's kind of like an anonymous look and an anonymous name and all that yes. sort of stuff, but he is really, really good.
0: Yeah.
1: No, uh, it was a great match. I yeah, agree.
2: I-, I-, I loved it. And then the main event, uh, Raquel Gonzalez defeating Io Shirai to win the NXT women's title. I thought it was good, not great. I-, I liked some aspects of it, but I thought it fell into a little too many of the tropes that you get with the Io Shirai uh NXT match, but uh, I thought, given the Raquel the defensive win, just having her go out there and just beat her, you know what I mean, in the middle of the ring, I I, I like that aspect. There wasn't any run ins, there wasn't Dakota Kai, there wasn't all that sort of stuff. But uh, I I I liked it. I think Io Shirai worked her ass off, and I thought Raquel looked, looked pretty damn good as well. So not great, but Io Shirai
0: down. Io Shirai worked so hard in this match. I mean, the dive off the the fucking stage gimmick, and man, she's just really fucking good, and um. No, I thought I'm with you. I thought it was very good, but I can't call it great.
2: Yeah. So enjoyed the result. Uh, I'm happy with Raquel getting the win. So that that was fun. Uh, and then we go to night two, which I uh, did not like nearly as much. You had Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin, uh, NXT Cruiserweight Title Unification Ladder Match. Uh, Santos Escobar gets the win, defeats Jordan Devlin. I was tremendously disappointed by this match. This did not reach the levels that I thought it would. With with two tremendous wrestlers in in in. I don't know if it's the ladder match stuff or, or whatever, but I was very disappointed by this match.
0: See, I loved it. I thought it was great. There you go. So, I, I thought, And it overcame the ladder because I did not want to watch a ladder match. It overcame that for me. And I think the three Irish guys, Sheamus, Finn Balor and Jordan Devlin are like three of the five best wrestlers in this company. I, I you know, so yeah, I was really into it. I, I was impressed um, that they were able to get me into a ladder match. So I went four stars flat.
2: Well, if you're going to go back and watch this uh, well, I don't know, because Santos Escobar wins the match, wins the title, and then loses it a few days later to Kushida who
0: lost. Which is, yeah, so stupid. <laughs> I, you know,
2: you get this title unification, he finally does it. Santos yeah. Escobar is the unified no doubt, undisputed cruiserweight champion, and then two days loses to a guy who lost a few days prior at, at TakeOver. So, yeah. uh, I don't know what happened at NXT. They're very bad at booking these days. I don't understand why or what the hell happened. Uh, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. I thought this... Uh, I don't know. Stunk might be hard, but not good. How does not good work?
0: It did stink. It was just a collection of spots that didn't make any sense. And yeah.
2: Sometimes Ember and, and, and Shotzi go out there, and they work their ass off, and they try like hell, and it works. And then sometimes it's this. Where it's just...
0: This match would have been so much better in front of a crowd, because it was nonstop and and high energy, and in that sterile, fake, piped-in noise ultra bright uh, commentator screaming NXT environment. I, I just wanted this to fucking end. It was 10 minutes that felt like 30 minutes. And, and I just, yeah, again, I can't call it bad, but it definitely wasn't good.
2: Uh, North American title, Johnny Gargano versus uh, Bronson Reed, uh, who who obviously won the gauntlet the night prior. Johnny Gargano wins. It's fine, but it's, just, it, it's so weird. We talk about NXT booking, It's so weird that Johnny Gargano is this, like, dork, geek-ass motherfucker on, on, on every week of NXT, and then he goes out there and he's just Johnny, you know, wrestling. <laughs> he just goes out there and out-wrestles and beats Bronson Reed because he's Johnny TakeOver and Johnny Wrestling, you know. Then he's gonna go two days later and just be a dork again on, on, on TakeOver, so... Or Gargano. On NXT, so...
0: I know we don't have a lot of time. I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but Gargano needs something new, and it's not a heel turn. He just... It's stale.
2: Yeah. He's one of my favorite forever. wrestlers of, of this modern era, and I fucking hate watching him wrestle these days. So yeah. it's 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 pretty terrible. It, it's funny, too, is we had, you know, we did a, 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 a series of columns on voiceswrestling.com where I had people write about their favorite WrestleMania weekend moments and matches or whatever. And he was in like three of the five that we posted. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he got yeah. so many of those moments. And then you look at this stuff and you're like, God damn, like you're just doing these matches it's just yeah it's terrible so all right final two matches here nxt title match karen crosses anybody with a fucking brain could have predicted uh defeats finn balor um i don't know if finn was good in this i think cross i don't know i I don't see it joe i don't see it. no
0: many people don't we were right we were ahead of the curve on this um we didn't like this from the start uh the act is very corny this guy just isn't good enough, bell to bell, to do anything that's longer than five minutes. I thought Finn Balor got as good a match out of this guy as you're going to get.
2: 17 minutes, man. Who writes 17 minutes next to Karrion Cross's name? Like, what are you he doing? You
0: can't do it. And, but Balor was, look, I went four flat on this because I thought Balor was so good and got as good a match out of this guy. They told a good story, um, but this is like peak cross. You cannot get better than this out of him, especially at this length.
2: Uh, and Then the main event. Speaking of length, Joe. Uh, one, two, three. Okay, wrapped up. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Uh, we just saw it. Kyle O'Reilly got the win just a few seconds ago as we were watching uh, live here on yes. sanctioned match. What the fuck, dude? I, my life is too short. My life is too short, I, Joe. Know,
0: I really like these guys. And I I'm do too for them, And it's like. Nobody needs this.
2: Nobody needed no a 40-minute main event between these two
0: especially, dudes. Especially listen, especially when you're hitting each other with chains and chairs and there's no blood. First of all, how's there no blood? You're beating each other in the face with chains and chairs and there's no blood. It comes across as like a cartoonish version of a no-DQ match or whatever they called it. Um, then it's just 40 minutes that feels like an hour and 40 minutes. All of the overdone production of NXT on top of it this was fucking painful to watch. I hated. This. I just. I hated
2: this so much. I can't even give it a proper rating because it wouldn't be fair. No,
0: I can't rate this. The sure, work
2: with, They worked hard. They worked hard, but I just want to rip my eyes out. About twenty five minutes in, and then it went double that. It was just yeah. It's, I, I. don't. I feel bad because you're right. Like these guys have been working their asses off. Kyle Riley's been busting his ass. Adam Cole busting his ass. These guys had the great idea. It's just it. It's too they much. We don't need too, it. They
0: put, They put themselves through physical hell in this match. Kyle O'Reilly was a mess after this match. You know what? There was a good 20 minute match in there
2: somewhere. Absolutely.
0: And that's all it needed to be. You know, but it's NXT and they have to fucking make everything super epic. And you don't have to do that when it's, but look, we know, look, they've done these unsanctioned or no DQ or false count. Anywhere oh, we knew matches. it was going to be this.
2: Yeah. Anybody, anybody, yeah. you were, you were lying to yourself. If you thought these guys were going to go in here and have a good tight 22 minute match or whatever. You knew it was no. going to just go on forever and ever and ever it and ever. Yeah.
0: Did the same thing with Gargano and Ciampa in the same kinds of matches and made them go on forever. And, and it's just, no one needs this shit, you know? And um no, I didn't like it at all, you know, despite the excellent, you know, work between the two.
2: Yeah, it was you a great match tell. that I fucking hated. It was a really, really good match I mean, I that was I. Great.
0: Here's the thing: you can't tell a good no DQ unsanctioned story in 40 minutes because someone would be dead by then with the things that they were doing to each Like you're using chains and
2: right, right, and, right, right. And, yeah. and
0: stairs and chair. It doesn't need to be 40 minutes. Just do a, a hard, intense 18 minute match and tell your they these two guys are good enough to do that And They a- do
2: that on the main roster too which is the best part on WrestleMania they did that <laughs> you know what I mean The yeah. Akamiller and Sasha Banks went out there and had a nice concise you know 15 18 minute match or whatever and told a great story. It's like but
0: especially this kind of match though where it's a grudge and it's no DQ Right, no reason to be forty minutes. If they're gonna go out there and grapple, I think these two can go out there and 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 do a, a a wrestling match and go forty and maybe make it be you know have it be something that's that's great. Not this kind of match. Hardly anyone can. It's just it's God. It's just NXT is just so you know this isn't the show for it. We don't have any time. But no, it's just so rote. It's, it's, it's over. It's just, yeah, God, it's so hard to why I have no interest in watching it. It's just bright and overproduced and. Everything is epic. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's screaming. screaming everyone's me. just
2: yelling. Oh my god! It's yeah. The, the... even
0: the ring announcer with the growling.
2: <laughs> the growling god. ring announcer. I hate her so much.
0: I she's, cannot stand she's her. She's my her
2: wor- my least favorite part. Amber. It's like
0: what? She needs to be buried by name. Somebody in the chat room, tell me her name. Yeah, I don't that, know. That yeah. Growling. Kyle ring o'reilly,
2: O'Reilly. <laughs>
0: She fucking what are we stinks. Doing? She Why? stinks. Why? Why are you just st- as bad as the other dope? The guy that looks like uh uh Greg Bruce Hamilton,
2: Pritchard. Greg Hamilton,
0: Greg Hamilton, who looks like Bruce Prichard. 20- <laughs> <Not coming! laughs> yeah, <saying>. fucking garbage. <laughs> Fuck. God. I hate
2: this company so much. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my favorite. My favorite part of of NXT is when a guy goes to the outside and Vic Joseph is yelling so loudly that there's. Th- th- the ring mic is picking up his yelling, and you hear this weird tinny thing where you're, it's clear that they have to yeah. like reduce everybody else's microphone because Vic's screaming so loud that you can hear him in the ring mic and in Beth's mic and in Wade's mic. So it's, just, it's like you're in this fucking yeah. wall of sound of Vic Joseph just screaming, and it's like, oh my god, what are we doing? Stop yelling. Nobody needs to yell.
0: Yeah. Alicia Taylor.
2: Alicia Taylor. She stinks.
0: You stink, Alicia Taylor. You're the worst. <laughs> They God. definitely
2: tell people to growl, though, because I remember J- uh, JoJo had a, a growl period for a while, too.
0: Oh, no, no, no. This is taught. I mean, yeah. y- y- you could tell by Greg Hamilton. And, um, you know, they want them to do this, especially uh, in NXT. Everything's got to be. You see the new NXT logo. With the <laughs> fucking a
2: bird and there's bones. And
0: it's... it's just so corny. What are they doing? They're the worst. I don't know what they're doing. The corniest
2: motherfuckers doing. in the world. God, they're just bones and lights and birds uh, and
0: junk. <laughs> fucking christ <laughs>
2: company's terrible uh man it sucks because there's so many good wrestlers and so many good potential matches but god it's 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 unwatchable but all right that was uh that was wrestling weekend so uh, the highs the lows the good the bad the ugly there we go we're out of time here so VoicesOfWrestling.com of wrestling.com obviously for all the reviews of of the weekend as well um patreon.com slash voice of wrestling if you're one of those freeloaders not listening uh, for the ten dollars, but uh, that's that's it for us. We're out of here. Uh, I got nothing else to plug, nothing else to say. Oh, my bookie promo code voices get that uh, get the deposit match up to a a thousand dollars, and also manscapes.com promo code flagship I'll uh, get twenty percent off plus free shipping. So anyway, for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Quaid. We'll talk to you next time on the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. Take care.